0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Are You Talking R.E.M.? Re-me. And before we do, I uh, want to talk to Adam over here about Lisa. Lisa, not Lisa Simpson, by the way. Your eyes got really big. Uh, and we're not talking about Lisa Simpson. We're talking about Lisa the Mattress Company. L-E-E-S-A. Now they got even bigger. <laughs> they really did. Those are as huge as your actual head. Um, Lisa is an innovative, direct-to-consumer online mattress brand that is also socially conscious, a lot like the band R.E.M. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, for every 10 mattresses Lisa sells, they donate one to a shelter through their 110 program. Not to mention, Adam, and I know that you are dying to mention this, but I'm going to mention it before you can. They have a patented universal adaptive feel. That's right. Lisa has this. It's designed for all types of sleepers, uh, which I would imagine light, heavy, (laughs) medium. Yeah. Everything on the spectrum of sleepers. So many different ones. And now Lisa has expanded its offerings to include the Lisa pillow, blanket, foundation, and frame. Try a Lisa mattress in your own home or someone else's, they don't care, for 100 nights risk-free. No risks. No risks. Not one. Not a single one. If you like the game Risk... You're allowed to play it. You can play it on the mattress. On the mattress. It's available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Germany online with free shipping. This 100% American-made mattress ships compressed in a box right to your door Or, hey, try it at the Lisa Dream Gallery in Soho, NYC and Virginia Beach and over 80 West Elm stores nationwide. Get $125 off and get a free pillow. That's probably like like a $20 value or something. Yeah. Wow. When you go to lisa.com slash R-E-M. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash R-E-M. From chronic to collapse, town and into now, respectively, that is, this is Are You Talking R-E-M-R-E-M-Y, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R-E-M. This is Good Rock and roll Music. Yeah, yeah, Y-Q-Y, yes, Queen, yes, we're back. Welcome back to the show. Uh, As I said, this is the only podcast you will need if you want to know everything about R.E.M., uh, from band member names to... Song titles. Sometimes we cover that. Like what's like. Uh, we don't just play the songs Sometimes we say we like particularly what they are. Favorite colors. Favorite colors of not only uh, ourselves, but of people in the world. And sometimes. We- Sorry to interrupt. Hey man, I haven't. I haven't uh, introduced you yet. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, God. Should we start over? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. All right, here we go. From chronic to collapse, town and into now, respectively. That is, this is are you talking REM? Remi the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M., including Favorite Colors. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, uh, R.E.M., but uh, before we do, I uh, first of all, I want to uh, introduce myself. My name is Scott Aukerman. Favorite Colors. <sighs> sorry. You interrupted me. Again. Sorry, sorry. This is so frustrating to me because what, how many episodes have we done together? I don't even know. Hundreds. Yeah. If not thousands. Okay. And this is how you treat me? I apologize. Because you know you're wrong when you're doing it, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I I know I messed up. You just want to be Adam Scott, the Hollywood bad boy, don't you? I don't. I don't. I I messed up. You think it's cool to act that way? I don't. I don't. Because you know what it does is it actually hurts my feelings. I can tell and I'm sorry. Should we um start We need to over? start over, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I'm sorry. Take take three. <sighs> From Chronics to Collapse, Town and Into Now respectively, that is this is are you talking to R.E.M. me the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M.? This is good rock and roll and music. Okay, welcome back to the show. Um, we're going to be talking about R.E.M. today. And uh, my name is Scott Ackerman, and I'm one of the hosts of the show. I'm Adam Scott.
1: God fucking damn it!
0: Sorry, I thought we were introducing each other. Or introducing ourselves. Uh, Go ahead. Just, just say what you want to say. What do no, you want to say? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I guess I... What do you want to say? You're Adam Scott. I don't. You have a, a successful television and movie career. You're so much better than me. Is that what this is about? Not at all, Scott. I I didn't, I didn't. wasn't even thinking of saying anything like that. What That's were you going to say? Tell me what you were going to say. Like, well, verbatim. I thought you were about to start the introductions, and usually you introduce me, and I always feel bad. So I thought maybe I'd do that for you so you'd have more time to talk about stuff you care about rather than like what about do you me. think I care about what are you what are well, you I presuming know, right? that I need so much time to care about I've been thinking about it since we've been off the air now for a couple weeks like this what's Scott into what's what's important to Scott and I thought if I introduced myself like uh, you would have more time oh to, my god Is that really true? Do that that's what I was I mean that's what I thought' that is but actually obviously. I have to say I've, I've been hard on you in the past but that's well, actually kind of sweet I I appreciate that but I also I want to just formally uh Apologize on behalf of uh, me and my family and just every my friends. Can you please tell your family and friends I forgive, okay, but Thank I you. never forget. Oh, God, tell your family yeah. that I will. that I'm not going to forget. I, I will. I okay. will. Okay, text them that. Let me. Okay, hold on. Let me text. Them. Uh, wait, is this an episode of Text Mixed? I believe so. Everyone, welcome to Text This is Scott, and this is Scott, and uh, we're just talking about texts and Mexed. Well, here's the thing: there's there's Text which is texting while uh, eating delicious Mexican, Mexican food, food, of course. And yeah. then there's Tex Mex, which is uh, Texas style. Style, Mexican. yes, the, the, the best combination of Texas and Mexico, which is where they get the name. It's sort of a portmanteau, yeah. Of Tex, like normally you would say ass. After yeah, Tex ass. Texas. And then you'd say mex, and then it wouldn't be it very can. much longer. You you would say Ico. Or It can it ca- I can. I can. Mexican. Mex I can. I can. Yes, I can. I uh and you know queso. Have you ever read queso? I love it. Okay. I can't get enough of it. Go down to uh, Austin, I don't say Texas. case no, I say case yes. What? Nothing. I didn't say anything. No, repeat what you said, Scott. You know what you said. I don't don't wanna say it. Say it. I'm embarrassed. Say it now. Jeez, uh, I say case yes, not case no. Got it. Bye. Bye. Oh. Good up. Yeah a little contentious at the end a little bit but that's fun that makes for good radio oh yeah speaking of good radio we're talking about REM on this show and my co-host is the wonderful um, he's not just an interpreter of words huh he takes the words and he puts them in just like a jumbled brain stew up there in his old noggin yeah and they come out all kind of discombobulated and weird and you know that's what we love about him. it doesn't make any sense why do we like it I don't get it Adam Scott is here. Hi, Scott. That was a terrific introduction. You know, I do sometimes feel that I'm a, a cipher, a, mm. uh, an emotional translator. An enigma in a way. An enigma of Sometimes the stories. words the words don't matter. It's, emotional stories. What are you communicating? You know, I've always thought the words don't matter. It's all about, like, you know how you can tell if a movie's good or if a performance is good? Turn the volume. Turn it way, way down. Up. Turn it all way the way up,
2: up. all so the way up so
0: that they're shouting painfully loud painfully loud and if you if you are getting it you know if you're understanding the story even while you know your neighbors are you yeah. know rapping on your turn walls that down hey you shut the fuck up over stop there stop it <laughs> then you get it then you've achieved the impossible. Which, which one of is, your films is great? Super, super loud. The the loudest, uh, all the way up to eleven. Spinal Tap reference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really. That, great it had to do comedy. with their amplifiers. Uh huh. Um, famous scene. Uh, Rob Reiner, who is mm-hmm. playing the documentarian, but Marty... also also he uh, directed the movie. He uh, that's I did not know that, but uh-huh. that's great trivia. Yeah, uh, and then also uh, Christopher Guest in that scene. I don't know if you knew that, but he was in think so. Spinal Tap. Yeah, the director of Waiting for Govman. Yeah, he was in Spinal Tap. He was one of the actors. One of the there weren't actors in Spinal Tap. There were musicians. Well, I think what you're thinking is that you saw a documentary when you saw Spinal Tap. It's actually a mock documentary um, popularized. How it? Later there, there must by, be a, a better way to say that. A mocking documentary. No, a mock documentary. It's a, a documentary that's mocking the very ideas of documentaries themselves? It's a genre that was created by Spinal Dep or by, uh, you can, some people credit uh, Albert Brooks's real life with mm-hmm. uh, creating that uh, sub genre. Um, I feel like this might be an episode of I Love Films. I <laughs> think it might be. everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about films today. We're talking about the greats. We're talking about uh, su- subgenres as well. A subgenre, which is a genre. Take a genre and then, you know, kind of. Uh, Lop off. Cre- create another category within that genre. So if name, you know what name I mean. a great film. Uh, let's say. Um, uh, 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 it shouldn't be this hard for the co-host of I Love Films to name a great film. What Scott, are you doing? here's what's going on. There are so many films that I love that it's hard for me just to throw a grab at this guy. Let me name a year. Sky. Let me name a year. Okay. 1941. Yeah, great film. Great film. Love exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, Spielberg's terrific. best. Okay, so that's a comedy. What would be a subgenre of that particular comedy, Scott? So a subgenre of film that's comedy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I like where you're headed. Um, you have Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp, yeah, uh, uh, sure. It's kind of funny. I wouldn't call it a comedy, I'd call it more of a charming animated classic. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Eyes wide shut. Great. Look at their tiny penises. Great. It's funny. Yep. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Get up, get yeah. get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up. Uh, get up. remember that? Uh. Henry Mancini another great musician we're talking about uh, terrific musician and a uh, very creative person very crea- like uh, it's almost like what's going on up there like it's like random things that he's doing together the like stuff that comes out of that guy's head it's like Where wait what is from? what is that i don't even get how you how would put he those do it? things together and but dude we love it when he does uh, it i mean i don't know what he's doing but whatever it is it's keep work doing it hey uh, henry Keep going, please. Hey, Henry, I don't know what you're smoking, but can I have some? Can I have just a little bit of what you're smoking? Oh, just man. a little bit. Yeah. Just just give me some the of the- The tiniest that. Oh, bit mind. of ecstasy or hash oil or whatever whoa, whoa, it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Take it easy. This isn't are you talking drugs, Remy, okay? I'm sorry, but- We're here to talk about music. We're here to talk about music. Drugs are not a part of uh, our lives, or the lives of any musician. <laughs> any musician that we like. Nope. <laughs> has never taken drugs. We are here, uh, Adam, to talk about the uh, the album uh, Munster, and uh, th- we're going to be talking about that coming up soon, uh, and our guest, April Richardson, who's yeah. uh, a very funny comedian. Um, who uh, Big R.E.M. fan. Huge R.E.M. fan, and when we started doing the show, we knew that we had to get her on to talk about her experience. She's got some really interesting experiences with the band as mm-hmm. well. Um, but before we get to that, there's a couple, couple things I want to. First of all, how are you? I feel like I don't ask you that enough. Like I just drive the show. Like how how are you doing? I appreciate that. Uh, I'm doing quite well. Well, that was boring. Okay. How about you? Uh, Scott, how are you doing these days? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, but let's get to what I want to get to. <laughs> now you're wearing sunglasses. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, jazz. Cool. Is, doing a good podcast is like doing jazz, isn't it? You no, know, I love talking about jazz. Is this an ep of talking about jazz? I think so. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Talking About Jazz. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And today we're just talking about jazz as much as we can... Possibly do it. What, what do you like about jazz, Scott? You know, Scott, I'm going to drop the persona for a second yeah. and just talk about jazz. Just talk about jazz without all the flim-flam no and BS. goobity-goo. I, I just want to say two things about jazz. Mm. One, I love listening to it. And two, I love the way it feels. Yeah. I only have two things to say as well about jazz. Jazz. And that is the Bird. Yeah, bird. Great saxophone player. Uh-huh. The bird. The bird. The bird. The bird. I don't know if you knew, if you listen to old recordings of uh, The Bird, as they call him. Do you um,
1: know this one? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a, that was from Classic. a terrific album uh, of the same name. The, terrific thing, album. If you listen to live recordings, you can hear people in the audience going, The Bird. The bird. And then sometimes going, Cock. That's your nickname. Yeah, constantly. They had to it's unpleasant. As much as you hear it on the records, uh, they had to cut like half of them out. They cut so much out, they were just like I mean that that used to be half of his performances. He would come out and he would just like before he would even play a note, he would say, Let me have it.
1: The bird. That's you.
0: The bird. And hours would go by. That's your nickname. And he would go, I deserve it. That was his final album. It was called I, <laughs> I deserve <laughs> it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Right. Good app. Yeah. Okay. So there's some things I want to get to. Sure. Um, there's a nice person who sent us, uh, you know, I love when the fans make songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We played in one of our previous episodes the How Does It Feel to Be in R.E.M.? Can we play that is again st- right now okay, just for enjoyment's sake? Where is it? Where did I put it? Uh, did I send it to you somewhere? I bet I did. Yes. So let me see where it is. Uh, it makes us – yes, here it is. It makes us laugh uh, very hard. Um, so let's hear a little bit of How Does It Feel to Be in R.E.M.? How does it This feel? is a song that means a huge amount to me because I
1: wrote it when I came out of a very bad, a very dark period.
0: How does it feel when you're in R.E.L.? How does it feel so <laughs> <R-E-L. Feels> good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Be How does it feel when you're in R-E-L? Feels good. I Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: so good. <laughs> I wish I knew who made it. I, I don't think I've been able really? to properly credit them, but uh, yeah. it's it's uh, on SoundCloud. It just says "Troubles Afoot." Uh, okay, so then it may be the same person. I don't I don't know, but sent us a uh, sent us a new uh, th- possible theme song. Oh, okay. Uh, for the for the show, I don't think it's going to be our theme song, but uh, I thought you know why not play it. So uh, this is Kenny Beaumont. <laughs> Whoops.
1: Are you talking bands when everyone around you doesn't understand? It's not just for super fans. Are you ta-
0: That's awesome. Uh, that was good. Uh, I'm getting a note that says, uh, thank you, Kenny Beaumont. I'm getting a note that says, uh, the other one, how does it feel to be an REM, is Jordan Cooper. Jordan Cooper. Man, is, uh, those are both phenomenal. Those are phenomenal. great. Those are great. Thanks to, we. Well, we I, honestly, if they're that quality, we'll play them. That's incredible. <laughs> send, send, I... Send them to us. Uh, that, was, uh, that was really fun. Um, I got a tweet uh, the other day from a guy named Tim Gonsalves. Wait, is this an episode of Sweet Tweets? I believe so. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Sweet Tweets. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just talking the sweetest of tweetists. I got a tweet uh, the other day that was so sweet. Oh, fucking sweet. Fucking sweet, Fuckin bro. Fucking sweet. <laughs> Fucking sweet. Fucking sweet, tweet, bro. Sweet tweet, bro. Fucking sweet, trade Uh, Tim Gonzalves at the Tim Gonzalves. Mm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, he made a really good point. Uh, hey guys, just wondering why you've never discussed pepperoni pizza on your podcast. A Not point. a complaint. Just seems like a weird oversight. First of all, can we say? It's kind of like a complaint. Oh, for sure, one hundred uh, uh, percent. Passive aggressive. This asshole is trying to take us down. So fuck you, the real whoever the fuck you are. Yeah, uh, Tim Gonsalves, If uh, if you can hear me, uh, I hope you can. Yeah, I hope your ears work. Let me see if I. Can I hope you're get listening it. to this and your ears work. Oh uh, yeah, uh, take a look at him. Look at this. This guy's a real prick. Oh, my God. What's he next to? A plant? Nah, who knows. I don't even know what this dude is up to. But, uh, yeah. Um, But Uh, but great point. But great Uh, point. What... I I guess I have a little, I guess I have a little, uh, it was the thing I was going to play next, but it sounded like I have a soundboard or something with drops I'm playing. Um, (sighs) Great point. (sighs) So pepperoni pizza, we'll get to it at some point. I don't know when. um, I don't know when. I mean, at uh, some point. Duly noted. It can be kind of like an Easter egg, too. Like, yeah, sure. like, listen very closely. Yeah. We'll, or we'll maybe probably find a part of the show that you really like and play it backwards. Maybe we'll talk about maybe, but yeah, I mean, it's just, just keep close, uh, 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 eared listeners. Is that a thing? What do they say? Cl- close I keep your uh, nose keep to your, the grindstone, keep your ears peeled. Because at some point during one, shut w- during one of these episodes, you're going to hear it in the background. Maybe we don't know how it'll be, but someone will. S- we'll talk about what we think of uh, pepperoni pizza. We will, right? I like pepperoni pizza. Uh, yeah. So Spoiler yeah, we'll do alert. it. We'll uh, do it at some point. Yeah. At some point. So just keep uh, keep your ears peeled. All right, this is the thing I was going to play uh, that I wanted to play to you. Apparently, uh, Rivers Cuomo played an REM song the other day in concert. Oh, yeah, do you yeah. want to hear a little bit of it? Here sure. we go.
1: It's bigger, it's bigger than you, you are not me, the lengths that I will go to, the distance in your eyes.
0: What do we think? I like it. It's good, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Always interesting when a musician of note who has a is of a certain stature mm-hmm. who has a very recognizable voice just does a plain simple cover of the uh, of another mm-hmm. uh, band. I like mm-hmm. it, and plus I love Rivers Cuomo for. Uh, Saying on the Weezer Twitter that uh, people should uh, just uh, relax and sit back and watch Comedy Bang Bang episodes. Did he? (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. So very nice. Uh, Keep it up, Rivers. I like in that same show, I believe he played uh, a really great version of – there's a Weezer song I'm forgetting the name of, but uh, oh, you so you watched the entire show. Good life, I, I, he played. Good life, oh cool, yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. version. Of Good you life. weren't there, but you watched the yeah. The whole thing is on YouTube if you want to see the full. Yeah, because he did a few songs from the nine like covers of '90s mm-hmm. songs, and then yeah, he did Smashing Pumpkins, Oasis, um, some other things, but yeah, so you can find that. We yeah. we found it on uh, Stereo Gum, probably maybe you mm-hmm. did too. I believe that's. Where but I'm that's out saw. there. It's on YouTube. Uh, I really uh, enjoyed that. And uh, do you have anything for me? I know. Let's uh, let's jump in here, bro. Yeah, we're gonna get to uh, to monster. I think after the break, we're gonna have uh, uh, April Richardson will be here with us. But a couple things I want to bring up uh, before then, because the last episode we did was automatic for the people, and we didn't get to some of the topics we were gonna bring up. That's we, right. We didn't get to. Uh, by the way, I gotta end this episode of Sweet Tweet. So we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye, guys. A long one. It was a longer app. It didn't uh, seem like they were tweets really focusing on tweets towards the end of that. No, but you know they don't have. It's not like a, a rule. It may be an unwritten rule. An as unwritten far as rule, I know, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, They can yeah. talk about whatever they want to talk about. Um, on the automatic episode, did we talk about the Greenpeace show they did? We did not. Go ahead. Well, the one show they did for automatic for the people, you know, it's kind of segues into Monster as well. Is that? Out of Time and Automatic for the People are by far their biggest records and mm-hmm. still are. They those two records made them the biggest band in the world and they did not tour for either of them. So by the time Monster came around they were essentially touring for three giant albums. Yes. So it's almost like touring was their bad luck charm in a way. Like I their guess. two biggest albums they didn't tour. It's like if I were them I'd be like, "Hey, band meeting. Hey, let's stay off the road people hate us when we play or something <laughs> yeah um, but they didn't so but whenever they toured it was uh, successful so, so the, is Greenpeace just like a one off show they did they just did a one off show uh, in Athens just a few weeks after Automatic for the People came out and it was long bootlegged and I got it just like six months after it happened I found a bootleg of it and where'd you find this at a record shop in Pasadena where mm. I lived mm-hmm. um, and it was so you didn't have to drive very far so this is like real good luck for you I don't think I had a working car at the time <laughs> why not but I think I did bring a stack I saw it there that went home got a stack of CDs that you sold them in, to, sold so I could oh, buy the, poor the thing. outrageously expensive bootleg wow it was like probably a $40 bootleg yes. or something yes they're yeah. usually yeah. about thirty nine ninety five. dollars <laughs> for yeah, a yeah. fucking for just a shittily song. recorded yeah, yeah. sounded like like shit Uh but it was a great show and it's the only place where you could hear like money got a Raw deal live you Mm -hmm. could hear everybody hurts was a brand new song and not even a single yet Mm -hmm. um and that that really like fast version of drive that was Mm -hmm. kind of yeah um and, and they also did it uh, at uh, the MTV Awards that year. They did Everybody Hurts, and then it goes straight into Drive. Mm. Um, and I was actually there. I went to the Universal uh, Amphitheater. Did we talk about that on the... Online? I don't think so. And you keep bringing things up like, I was actually there. Yeah, you had nothing else to do when you are an REM superfan. Of course you were. Well, yeah, but <laughs> going to the MTV Awards was not You'd, something that was... I happened yes. to have a friend that got a ticket. You, so you did surprise me with the... I was in the the Drive video yeah <laughs> but, but at this point, like this show, I was there, yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm just I, gonna assume you were there yeah, at all i so pretty you would, much found a way to get in this was it. an MTV movie what what year was this is was probably 94 90, 93 93 probably 93, 93. right yeah, right right. not the movie awards it was it was the video the video awards. video awards okay so, so in it was september in between, september of 93 probably yeah in between uh automatic and monster and yeah. they came and did the uh the awards and so they did everybody hurts into drive and i remember like peter buck got on stage with um the old peter Soul dollar bill Asylum, himself. i think um, anyway, it was a, it, it was awesome, and uh, so that bootleg just came out with the 25th anniversary of Automatic for the People, and uh, it's a great recording of it, so it's worth uh, checking oh, out. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, our friend uh, we talked about him before who sent us the uh, Automatic for the People box set, yeah. that, uh, that's on there. That's great. Yeah. Okay, I'll take a listen to that. Yep. I haven't heard that live one. This is something we wanted to talk about we didn't talk about. This is – and I think this might be – Actually, uh, an episode of you talking you two to me. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: From boy to breaking wave, every last one of them. That is. This is you talking you two to me. The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. This is good. Rock and roll music? Welcome back. We're back with this, with another rep. This is Scott. Uh, I want to say hi to my co-host, Scott. Hey. And, uh, it's been a while. It's been a, been a while. while. Is this an episode of Stained Glass? I think it might be. It's been a while.
3: been a while. It's been a while.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Stained Glass. We don't have one of our co-hosts here. I don't know I if know. we can do... We'll have to end this episode prematurely. Yeah. It's been a while. We'll see you later. It's been a while.
1: It's been a while.
0: So uh, we want to talk about uh, a U2 happening that happened yeah. in... Uh, woo, there we go. I'm 1992. 1992. We didn't talk about this in But it's le- also an REM happening. Wait a minute. Is this an episode of Are You Talking REM Re-Me? I think it might be. Chronic to Collapse, Town and into now that is, this is Are You Talking R.E.M. Re, me the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M. This is good rock and roll uh, music. I uh, want to welcome Scott here. Hey. Adam Scott is with me. Out. We're talking about R.E.M. Um, and we're talking about the time when R.E.M. for the Inauguration of Bill Clinton yeah. to celebrate it. Yeah. Uh, uh, not inauguration. Yes, inauguration. So it was early ninety three. Ninety three. Yes. Yeah. January of ninety three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to correct me? Well, I was thinking was your it first election night instinct, and then I was to- thinking no, it was inauguration night. But your first instinct is always to correct me. Well, you see, in America, Scott, uh, where were you born? I don't tell anyone this. Yeah. I was born in Kenya. Kenya. Mm -hmm. Um, in America our elections happen November usually Mm -hmm. don't America explain to me when elections happen I know when elections happen I know you do. I just figured you didn't know exactly when the president it's became like around, the president. It's like around the end of the year sometime. It's like October. It's actually at the December, dawn of the new December, year. December. It's December 31st. It's <laughs> the New Year's Ten, Eve party. 10, nine, 9, 8, eight 7, exactly. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Your vote! Your president. That's what happens every mm-hmm. year when we get a new president every year. Mm-hmm. Every new year. Year's Eve. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We, we can just see Santa's butthole as he's flying away. Bye, Santa. Bye, Santa. Time for and president. oh hello, new president. <laughs> hello. Hopefully it'll be Baby Donald president. Trump every year oh, from now on. So, so in 93 for the inauguration, uh, R.E.M. Uh, teamed up with uh, their contemporaries, the only band that was as big as them. This is huge, and I can't believe we're, this isn't just an entire episode just for this. We even entertained the idea of centering just... A, one an entire episode, episode on, on this. this one song so let's play a little bit of it this is Well, let's say should we say what it is i don't know i'm not really sure what to do this is half of rem and half of u2 teaming up to sing one the u2 mm-hmm. song the u2 song whoops video is gonna play this after this ad good it sounds great this is uh, an ad for coachella t-mobile uh, what do you think about that <laughs> oh and dennis miller introduced it did he really Hey Cha-Cha. Here's you too. And our Oswald R-E-U. on the prison transfer. Looking back at me like Kitty Kelly, Cha-Cha. Is
1: better?
0: So this is Mike Mills, Michael Stipe, Larry uh, Larry Miller, Larry Mullen Senior's son, and Adam Clay two thousand pounds. hmm Where's Peter Dollar Bill at this point? not in protesting
1: <laughs> you got
0: someone did he know about monica this was another thing that was bootlegged and you one had to night. scrape it up somewhere and i had a one shitty night. coffee for years
1: in the 20, in the night. one love you get to share leave baby
0: So when this happened, my brain shot out of my ears. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe this Were you watching that. it live? Uh, no, I didn't have cable. <laughs> but I heard nice about it Adam. later and then got the bootleg up. Do you ever like sit around and like turn on cable and go, I didn't ha- used to have that. Oh my Life God. Life is good. I, yeah, I, I, some very generous producers I worked for are the ones that bought me cable for <laughs> once when I did a pilot. Aww. Because they figured out how much I was into TV and movies and stuff and then found out I didn't have cable. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it was very nice. Who are these people? Want to give them Mark uh, Levin and Jennifer Flackett? They're the best. Wow. Amazing. You know, uh, they make, um, they work with Kroll now. Oh, cool. On, uh, what's his show? Boss Baby? Yeah. (laughs) They work on Boss Baby (laughs) with Kroll. Cool. Um, Okay, you're talking again. All right, I'll turn it down. uh, They're called Automatic Baby- this was the the one and only performance of Automatic Baby because, why? The two records that were out at the time? Uh, Boss Baby? That's right, Boss Baby. Boss and Baby. So what do you think of this? Do you think this is like good? Like what do you I think? I like it, I think it's good.
1: Yeah.
0: Where's the Bonobos? I don't know. Probably sitting interested, interested in the front row going, God damn it, why didn't they invite me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Bonobos, I'm right here. Uh, hello! Hello! Uh, multi-platinum singer here! Multi-platinum singer. This is good, I like it. Yeah, it's awesome. And, uh, sort of the dawn of a hopeful new era in politics, um... Doug According to I believe, the guy that was, like, running MTV at the time, has a story that Don Henley was closing the show that night. And, um... Why? At the... I, he's, <laughs> Look, it was I've the age about, of innocence. I talked about it before. I don't want to talk about the fucking Eagles on this show. All right, Supply- we're not talking about the Eagles, bro. But Don Henley is has Eagles proximity. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Okay, I will not bring up the Eagles. All right, I promise. Okay, go. Um, but Don Henley was closing the show, and uh, and at the last second, these guys wanted to play a song, and it was, and they were like, "Hey, can we go out and play a?" Uh, we're gonna play one, and he was like, "Yes, that'll close the show. It'll be a magical ending to the night." And he goes backstage to tell Don Henley, mm-hmm. and uh, Don Henley's like, "No, fuck that!" And he gets his stuff together to leave, <laughs> and uh, and so what does he get together? Like his dirty laundry, and yeah, he, <laughs> he just a sack, a gathers bag, it all up in a bag sack. of dirty laundry. <laughs> He's like, "I was gonna pour this out at the end of my song," <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other Don Henley things he could pick up, but I don't know enough Don Don Henley songs (laughs) other than Dirty Laundry. (laughs) That would be fucking awesome. If he had backup dancers who were all, like, carrying burlap sacks. Of Dirty Laundry. (laughs) And then they just poured them out in unison, (laughs) and everyone was just like, I guess we're supposed to applaud. Okay. Isn't it weird that Don Henley was the big closer for that show? That is weird, especially in 93-ish. It's yeah. a little strange. Here's another one. Before we take a break, one last thing I wanted to bring up uh, in our Catch Catch Can uh, section of the show. Uh, a sharp-eyed listener, sharp-eared listener sent this to me. Uh, this is a news piece in the late 70s about the movie Rocky Horror that Michael Stipe – Oh, dressed yeah. as one of the characters in Rocky Horror Is interviewed for yeah. this news piece Before he's famous at all So I just want to play a little of the audio You gotta look it up it's on a YouTube
2: picture show and, you know, instant love affair. This is an excellent movie It really is it's a film.
1: We're all quite normal, really <laughs> now, If you had to prove that, how would you go about doing that? I mean, in the spur of the moment
0: He's wearing a corset sure. and a leather jacket over it Tomorrow makeup.
1: afternoon Dressed in our little KC pig shirts and uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) our blue jeans. That'd be normal. That'd
1: be normal. I guess for for the normal St. Louis KC fan, yes it would.
2: (laughs) When they enter the
1: theater, you
0: know... A lot of people had to go through their Rocky Horror Picture Show phase. I did, did you? I went once to the like, Just midnight once. show, yeah, and you were like, "eh, that's good enough for me." I wasn't. I, I, it you weren't. Wasn't you, my were, you weren't sitting there with a giant boner the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it wasn't my favorite. I used to sneak Did out. of Did you go a, a lot all the time? I was not allowed to. I, I brought it up to my parents of like, "Hey, there's this midnight movie I want to go see." My friends go all the time. Yeah. There was honestly, when I was 15, there was this girl that I was um, like super into that yeah. I that kept sort of. I don't want to say she was stringing me along. But sometimes I felt like she was stringing me along a little bit, um, like, in the sense of she would, like – she knew how I felt. Yeah. She would give me enough to keep me, like, going, maybe there's a chance, yeah. you know? I don't know. Um, So – but anyway, so she she and my group of uh, two other friends um, – my my best friend was in love with her best friend as well. Same – similar situation. They we use they used to go all the time and it was like, God, if I go to this thing that she likes yeah. you know, and um so I brought it up to my parents and they were like, No way that, that movie is a uh, Safe, sinful Satan, Satan movie. So I had to sneak out of the house, um my brother taught me how to uh, pop the screen out from my from my uh, window, and then sneak out of the house, and then like put the screen back up with just the corners uh-huh. sticking out. I was always paranoid that my parents, my dad, would see the corners sticking out. Uh-huh. Until the next day, I would go back and like jam it into uh-huh. the window. But yeah, I, so I I went several times with them and learned all the to you try know, and like learn all the stuff. Doctor Scott, suck my cock, all that kind of stuff. God, I don't remember. I re- the reason I didn't have a good time. It was a first date, a double date that I wasn't like Ooh. super into going on, and it was a, extremely a ter- ter- terribly uncomfortable atmosphere to be for on, a first, first date. date. Oh, yeah, awful. Who was? Uh, did you have a second date? No, uh, I I did not. Uh huh. What you, you you got so disinterested in your story <laughs> that I started you, getting, you, something you start just getting something out of your backpack. I was I honestly I was shook by it because I I'm like Obviously, the story has so many more levels that you're – oh, there's great. A, there's a lot more to it. Oh, so you're getting out one of your bars that you're going to chew on. <laughs> By the way, this is another constant <laughs> criticism of the show is if you like hearing people eating during a oh, podcast. do we have any other reviews to read this Oh, I, do, I haven't checked them out, okay, but we right. read some uh, the other week. It was very fun. All right. We need to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking exclusively about – Munster and April Richardson will be here. Yes. This is exciting. We will be right back with more. E. Aria After this. Hello. Fresh. Fresh. <laughs> Hello, Fresh. We want to talk about him. Um this is a great company, Adam. HelloFresh. If you haven't heard about it, Adam, I'm gonna give you like a little tutorial. Fill me here. in. Yep. Here let me bullet point it for you. Let me elevator pitch this thing for you, okay? okay. Here we go. Okay, we just pressed f- Bing! I I pressed the fourth floor. Okay. And I pressed roof. And erased my fourth floor button <laughs> yes. push. I have a negative <laughs> So now I have to button sit pushing in here ability with you for seven minutes. <laughs> okay, here we go. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and even delivers your favorite step by step recipes and pre measured ingredients. So all you have to do, Adam, is you just cook, then you eat, and then you enjoy. Actually, you probably would enjoy while you do the first two things. Yeah, wait, I have to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is this bullshit? <laughs> okay, Adam, you're probably not the target market for this. <laughs> a guy with his own personalized celebrity chef. Um, but for the rest of you out there, yeah, we no, all this is a great service. We it all really love is. to cook. You're, or, or do you mean that Naomi cooks all the food? No, I, I actually, can't tell where you're. Actually, you're either like a celeb a hole. Or you're a sexist guy who thinks that his wife should do all the cooking. Both. <laughs> okay, no, why did I, I say either? I think we have we have one of these. Uh, it's a different one, but it's terrific well, to they, get they, it all kind of portioned out for you. Yes, they have sent it to me. HelloFresh has sent it to me this week, and let me tell you. It's great. It's really, really good. Um, there's three plans you can choose from, classic, veggie, and family. And I always choose family because mm. I like to pretend that I have children. Mm. I like to feed the little dollies that I uh, arrange around the table. Mm. (laughs) Um, Each box delivered right to your door uh, in recyclable, insulated packaging, and it's made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources. Plus, with the simple recipes outlined in – Pictured step-by-step instruction cards. You can feel confident in your cooking. How are you a popular cooking. actor? How are you a popular actor? <laughs> there are even lots of one-pot recipes that require minimal cleanup. Um, I would imagine cleaning up one pot and and the silverware. Dump it all in one pot. Yeah, one-pot recipes. Just slurp it up with your gross mouth. <laughs> no, you got to you pour it into bowls. Oh, and bowls. All that. Yeah. Bowls. <laughs> so you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and. Get that time back doing more of what you love. What do you love to spend your time on, Adam? Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. They've been sending it to me this week. It's really delicious. That's great. Uh, you know what I really enjoyed? The apricot chicken. Hmm. I don't believe you. <laughs> you don't believe me? No. Do you want me to rub my tummy? Yeah, here we go. Oh, wow, you did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I really did. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash REM30 and enter the code REM30. That's HelloFresh.com REM30, offer code REM30, and the 30 stands for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Good deal. It is incredible. You got to get it. HelloFresh.com slash REM30. Welcome back. Darent, dearnt, darent, darent. Sit down, sit down, sit down. They should have named that song Darent. Darent. What if they just came out with a song that was just like, look, this is what it sounds like. We're just using onomatopoeia for our songs now, just like splort, spoosh, blanks. Right. We're we're naming Every song on our new album, look, we're back. First of all, we've reformed. Okay, enough about that. Enough about that. Okay, I know you're excited, but this is what we're doing. This now. is what we're doing. We're naming every song after an onomatopoeic sound of what What's it sounds onomatopoeic? like. Onomatopoeic. Onomatopoeic. It's like ping or bang. Sounds that oh. that words that are the sound they make. Oh, got it. So, but these are onomatopoeic uh, words of what it sounds like when all of us band members come. And so what <laughs> what is that sound? It's like splooch. Splish,
3: flablush,
0: <laughs> and they're just like, "This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is who we are this this is now, who we guys." Are now. <laughs> uh, welcome back. This is exciting. Another episode of uh, Are You Talking Ariemri e. Me? And uh, this one's very special because, um, so our friend April Richardson, an avowed Ariem uh, e. super fan, and everyone knows she is. And the minute that we came out and said, "Hey, we're doing this podcast on uh, the band uh, R.E.M.," m yeah, we, the minute we came out and said we were doing it on our uh, R.E.M., uh, people were like, "When's April going to be on the show? When's April?" Go-? and and even assuming she would, like, "Oh, let me know when April's coming on the show." You know, so, like yeah. I'm supposed to like give people messages what now, you, like her agent. <laughs> I mean I'd like to be. Honestly, I'm starting Anyone a little boot would. I'm starting a boutique agency and I would like for her and you to be my first clients. Is that what this is all about? Honestly, dude, we've done what like almost like forty episodes of this thing, and I've just been waiting for you to bring it up. I'd love to represent you. Oh. You you have something that is not being harvested right now. I did not bring it up. Just FYI, you brought. Uh, it up. I mean, quite honestly, it seemed like you brought it up. I don't remember ever talking about it. That's uh, but not look, being quite. But enough honest. about me. Like, I would love. I would just love to. Like, I feel like there's so many parts of your career that people aren't really maximizing right now. You, you know? know. Now that you mention that, I feel like you're the only one that really sees that. I really do. Like, I would love to just have a show where you're just talking about REM. Well, you know, with a cool guy next to you. You know, like yeah. just a TV show, like a two-hander, probably. You know, like, so turn this into a TV show. Does it have to be this? Sure. I mean, like, maybe a cool guy. Like, I could do it if there's no one else, you You know? But but, it sounds to me like you just want to do it. I would really love to be in this show. So, you would want to be the the other hand of a two-hander with me on television, represent me. Mm -hmm. So, take 10% of my salary. you You can be whatever hand you want. Like, which hand do you jerk off with? Well, I don't use hands. What do you use? salad tongs <laughs> i forgot that you are a germaphobe i'm a tonger <laughs> on your donger? Uh, tonger on am <laughs> a donger. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway i'll be whatever hand you Great. want let's do it all right let's do it all right so uh this is very exciting to have her on she's been very patient listening to us uh blather on um but anything else you want to bring up before we have her on? <laughs> Not at all. Okay. Uh, she's a great comedian. You can see her touring the country. Uh, tours a lot with Chris Hardwick. Am I right to say that? Yes. Uh, and her name is April Richardson. Hello, April.
3: Hi. April. April, April, April. April, April, April. I'm so psyched to be here in general. I did sign the petition to get this created. Ah, that's right. There, really? was a, there was a petition out there. I participated in that. And I like that I was brought on after Tonger on my Donger. <laughs> Yep. Classic. Donger, I'm a donger. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't
0: know there was a petition.
3: Yeah, there on Twitter, people uh, get kept woke, tweeting bro. at me to, and I'm like, yes, of course. Any chance to hear? I just wanted this to be created.
0: So legally, we had to create.
3: Yes, yeah, that's how
0: democracy. <laughs> yeah, works. if enough yeah. people signed it, yeah. we had to do it. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's yeah. well. I'm glad look, we did. I don't want to be here. No, me neither. No, but we have, have you guys
3: to. even ever heard any REM songs? Uh,
0: quite no. honestly, yeah. As the that's, minute we start playing them on this show. It's a nice I surprise. Take, I take the off the my room. headphones and I do, I make a thumbs down, like, and I go boo, boo, and they turn off my mic. And I've had to create this whole narrative of me knowing everything about yeah, REM and being and, into them for years and sure, correcting people sure. anytime they say something. <laughs> yep.
3: I love <laughs> this it. Whole persona. I want any excuse to talk about them. So I'm very excited me to be here. Me too. I love them so much. Hashtag
0: <laughs> me too. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yep.
3: That's a movement. Um, April.
0: You're. you're uh, uh, we've been friends for a long time. We actually uh, got to know each other through music. More. I mean, you. Yeah. You knew who I was. Yes. This is. This is my impression of how we got to know each other. Yes. Uh, I would see you at certain shows. Yes. And you came up to me because you knew. I, I forget where you knew me from. I You're don't know. You're very whether,
3: famous. You're very famous.
0: I don't know whether it was Boy. Mr. Show, no, or, it was totally or, Mr. Show. Or, or something like that. But you introduced yourself to me and I uh, you were not a comedian then, am I no, right about uh-uh. that? Yeah. And you were a fan. And I'm,
3: Was it at a Morrissey show? I want to say that's like Morrissey
0: is the one that I really remember, but yeah. I but I, I know it was the second time I saw you because I was like, oh, there's that person again. Right. And you, uh, I saw you at Morrissey at Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Uh, and you, uh, you you, saw me on the street, flagged me down. It was me and Colop. You flagged me down. Mm-hmm. Adam is yawning the biggest oh, wow. fucking okay. yawn I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. You gave me your zine. Sure. Uh, as I
3: did today. <laughs> as,
0: you gave me another zine I'm almost zine today. 40
3: years old. That's how I approach people.
0: Uh, I, you you the, gave me your having zine. Having a and, zine is so, so cool. I'm mm-hmm. so happy to have this. Oh, thank you. So uh, trying and, to get involved in the conversation <laughs> somehow. And I was very, uh, shut the fuck up. I was very uh, uh, weirded out by you, sure. uh, hand in hand with impressed by you, and <laughs> all uh, of this
3: sounds accurate to every much story like, of meeting anyone.
0: Much like my friend, I was t- I was talking to Robin von Swank the other day, great photographer, um, uh, who uh, I've worked with for a long time, uh-huh. and uh, similar situation where I told her I was like, remember the first time we met, and I took her through it, and I was like. Did you realize I had to meet you in a public place the very first time that I ever met you? Because I thought you were a weird stalker. Oh, totally. So hand in hand with that, I was like, I don't know what her deal is. And then we just became friends and I would see you at several shows. And then you start doing comedy, which is great.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much the story of how I met everybody in my life. (laughs) I just march up to people and I'm like, I think we should be friends. Yeah.
0: And then it works out. (laughs) Which is great. I I haven't been wrong
3: that many times. I
0: wish I could be more like you.
3: No, you shouldn't because
0: – I honestly do because I think that's such – there are people in my life that I go – someone asked me this of like, who who out there is famous that you wish you were friends with? And I say, well, I met so many people on the show. There's a couple people out there that I was like, I actually thought we got along really good, but I right. didn't have – You know, I didn't want to bother them or I didn't want to be like, hey, what if we hung out or what? It sounds, you know, weird. Yeah. So, you know, just I let the moment pass and now I have zero friends.
3: Oh, that's – you have one. I have a work friend. You have one. Oh, well, then two. (laughs) No, that's nice of you to say. That segues into a story. I can tell my first REM story. By the way,
0: this, this leads me to my first question. Okay. When did you first hear of REM?
3: I first, I grew up in Georgia. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, which is only like 45 minutes from yeah. Born in Georgia. Born and raised. No,
0: I was. I'm oh, you were? You. Yeah, it's conversational narcissism. I want to bring it back oh, to sure, me. Oh, sure, sure, sure.
3: <laughs> where in Georgia were you born? Uh, Savannah. Oh, that's where all of my extended family lives. Did you live that's there That's conversational
0: long time? narcissism. You brought it back to you. That's right. Let's <laughs> have a conversational narcissism off.
3: Did you spend any time there?
0: Uh, six weeks or so. I oh, shot a movie oh. in Atlanta. Shut up. <laughs> Which one? One of those Marvel movies? Are you Ant-Man too? Yep. Yeah. You Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. Damn, I gotta see that now, boy. Yeah. I'm both. Damn, boy. Damn, boy. <laughs> Adam Scott is Adam Scott. And Adam Scott. Um, so so we, you were born in we, Georgia. Okay.
3: Sorry, the most of this is going to be me silently laughing to myself. Um, yeah, I was born in Georgia. Oh,
0: thanks for the silence. I'm trying laugh. to not
3: be obnoxious and <laughs> cackle into the mic. Um, yeah, I... When my mom married my stepdad, I briefly had two stepbrothers. How does that make you feel? It's not great to be honest. <laughs> not slight. Tell us about it. That's no, that's boring.
0: <laughs> it's boring? He, or is it the Adam's real stuff? It sounds yawn like it even might be more. sad. Is it the real stuff that we no, don't often get to
3: on this show? It's real boring. Oh, but okay. they I was 5 and he had two his my Fists. stepbrothers were like <laughs>
0: Two fists is that what he said.
3: He just played speed bag with my face as a five year old. Um, Funny, yeah. <laughs> I had two stepbrothers Brothers very briefly, and one of them went to the University of Georgia,
1: mm.
0: oh, and cool. so
3: this was like totally where he could still see them play in real small venues. And that's when I, I think I first heard them when he would come home and like blast them in his room. Mm. Which do you remember? Which album? I just know that the first the first cassette tape I bought with my own allowance was Green. Mm. So I, but I couldn't tell you like the very first song I heard, but I just remember hearing it. They REM was the first band that got me into real music and out of like New Kids on the Block.
0: Okay, so what year are we talking about?
3: I mean, it was when New I Kids, was,
0: as I recall, was like 87, 88.
3: Yeah, I was probably like ten. 10, 11, 12 is like the time where I start getting into like a music. You don't like to talk about music.
0: your actual year, your age corresponding to a year. Oh, Am I Am getting that?
3: Yeah. So it was like 88, 89. Okay. <laughs> okay so yeah. it was
0: when Green. Came
3: yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: you were born in what year? I was born in 79. Which makes you?
3: I will be thirty nine in three weeks.
0: You did say you were almost forty, so that's yeah, okay. yeah. I don't care about that. Uh, so okay, so you're in the you're in the tennis range. Tennis, yes. anyone? <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> Thanks. I do it just to make you laugh, yeah. man. I know that stuff makes you laugh. So. That's Great. I love jokes like that. <laughs> yep. So you're you're sort of tennis, and you you like commercial top forty ish music.
3: Yeah, I mean Debbie I'm— Debbie Gibson. Yes, but Tiffany. At that time, my parents are super southern. So I had I was into like the Oak Ridge boys. <laughs> Elvira.
0: <laughs> yes. a I, I tell you, I watched a video of them singing Elvira the other day. It's creep. The one dude and, was like
3: Father Time. Oh my it's god. So there's, it's so
0: normcore. They're just so <laughs> They're out there, and then the only time that a, a bass singing guy it's ever the guy gets who looks
3: like he owns a yacht,
0: right? And but he gets applause when he starts singing. It's like one of the only songs, uh, like four part harmony songs in the world, where the bass part is the star part, right? Because when he starts going. A wow. People
3: go fucking right. nuts. That's
0: what that's from? Yeah. That's what that's from. That's the Oak Boys. When people. I was
3: a kid, that fucked me up because I saw them on like the CMT Awards or something, and mm-hmm. you always assume the Father Time guy's the bass. Right. And then the guy who looks like a yacht captain steps forward and he's <laughs> yeah, and the bass, and you're like, yeah, what? yeah. And then nothing makes sense. I don't remember sense. this,
0: but I do remember the oombapa mow mau. Mao mau, yeah. And then oombapa mau. And then he goes real oh mao And people just go,
1: really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what song is that? Elvira. Elvira, my heart's it's on fire. fire. Let's do in three-part three harmony, okay? Oh, wow. I'm right oh. here. My heart, you're up here. My, my heart, heart, you're up here.
1: My heart. All right. How about I Ready? take the One, low? Two,
0: okay, you take the low. Ready? One, two, three. My, my heart. heart. Great, perfect. We got it. Great. Let's do move we, on. Are Let's we move recording on. this? Yeah, we're recording. We're okay. doing it in steps. Let's move on.
3: <laughs> so as a kid, I had like 45s of just, whatever the country song was my parents were blasting that I could tolerate the most. Yeah. And, John and then also
0: No that, that's too early.
3: No, it would have been like Oak Ridge Boys, Randy Travis, mm. um, Tanya Tucker, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then and then yeah, whatever was on like top forty, like Debbie Gibson and Tiffany and stuff. And then so when I got green, that was my first like, oh this is this is the real shit.
0: And you got yeah. it because your brother listened to it so much that you thought it was cool or why why did yeah. you actually pick it up?
3: I think it was that. Also, honestly, it it was that coupled with the fact that Stan was the theme to Get a Life. Oh, yes. so you're, was, like, you're interested in comedy at the time. Yes, like okay. already just, you know, TV was my babysitter kind so of thing. So here's
0: an example. We talked about this in the Green episode of Stan turning off a lot of... Listeners, yeah, yeah but or, I'm
3: a little kid, so I'm you're, like, I love this right, dumb song,
0: right, right, yeah. right. It's yeah. a bubblegummy type, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great, interesting, and get alive. For me, it was Chris Elliott and REM coming together. Yes, was coming together it totally, was <laughs> yes. literally making coming blarf together.
3: <laughs> or whatever that German-sounding word was Sporf? that you wanted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, and I, because keep in mind, like, I did not my Fla-boosh. parents. My parents Hello. were n- not cool parents, so I'd never heard, like, the Beatles or whatever. So this was, like, the what? first, truly, the you say. my mom my mom and dad don't care about any of that kind of yeah. stuff. So this is the first, like, rock band I heard.
0: Mm-hmm. Sergeant um, Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Probably one of the best albums with an apostrophe in it that I can think of. Mm. Yeah. I love, I love albums with apostrophes in them, and I can – I know, but that's why Life's Rich Badgeant doesn't have one because – Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I guess I make you a joke that every single person in the fucking world tweeted us that we forgot Sgt. Pepper's lo- – Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't realize people were tweeting that.
2: <laughs> so, they yeah. were
0: really bummed that we did I not I was mention. trying to help you with your joke, but – Instead. I think I had the wrong idea of what you're – Lame joke was. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, they, you didn't know the so yeah, Beatles. You just they were like just knew my gateway country, right.
3: to real music.
0: And so what did you think of that album?
3: I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, it's hard to – as it, I mean, I was still a child, but it was – When do
0: you think you'd turn into an adult? Is it
3: 16? <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting, 17? Guys. I mean, the
0: age of consent well, is so different in various states. It's just, hard and to – And various cultures.
3: <laughs> it's hard to go back and be like – Describing how it made me feel at eleven, but it was—it was.
0: Your brain isn't fully formed at that point. You're like a sponge. You're just soaking it in.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it, I just knew. I was like, oh, th- I'm into music now. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like yes. I want to be. I want to get more into music now. Yes, if this is.
0: I had a very similar experience with Hatful of Hollow. Uh, oh, totally. Where I was really into Huey Lewis and the News, which is great
3: music. St- yeah, I'm still very into them. But by yes. the way,
0: playing outside lands.
3: Are you serious? Oh, yes, you, you know listen to the, the news. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. There. I'll be there.
0: Um. So, but but I I heard Hatful of Hollow. And I was like, oh, I like real music yes, now. Yes, That's, 100%. Same with me with Document and Green; mm-hmm. Those were the ones I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the same. as like Huey Lewis in the News and Michael Jackson and stuff. right? Which, great artists. Yeah. I, I sold their records when I was like, I like real music. And, right. Then and then bought you bought them, them all back. back because totally. they're, they're great. Totally. Oh, I
3: was absolutely obsessed with sports and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But I kind of still I couldn't let, also let go music. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't like go I just met Huey Lewis like a couple months once going like super freaked out.
0: Really? How did you, oh how did like you take I it? hugged
3: him like seven times uh-huh. and he's like, Okay. Like he was <laughs> like, not it didn't work enough. like it did with you. <laughs> he wasn't like, Yeah, you're a creep, but we'll be friends. Like Well no. you have
0: you have such a great uh uh sort of way of, of, of approaching artists that you like and becoming friends with them. I mean you just became <laughs> yeah, friends with of, Sparks.
3: Yeah, that was wild. Um
0: because they they you wrote they about them on midnight. Twitter. They watched at midnight yeah. and they said, like come to our show and she yeah. went backstage and met them. That's
3: yeah, cool. that was insane. And yeah. So,
0: and so and and I want to get to this, you also met the band uh our uh R.E.M. R- R- M- 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 you met these guys. You sent me some really funny photos. Do you want to talk about that? Like, how do you go from being a, 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 a you know a little girl who wants to be a Child big girl? Fan. You mm. know, just you're like, oh gosh, you know, I'm. I look at. I look at beautiful women out there you know the Kathleen Turners of the world I'm like I want to get there but I'm still I know I'm still young and right you know like I'm (laughs) I'm experimenting with makeup and you know I don't know if I put too much on it's too heavy it doesn't look right because I'm a child like you know you're in that mindset sure how do you get from there to (laughs) (laughs) being an adult who who then then meets the the band members of Aria
3: um well, I And how
0: long is it after the initial green purchase at 10 years old? Yeah.
3: Um I was immediately well because I learned that they were from where I was from. that the most mind-blowing thing was that they were from Georgia. Yeah. To me because the more I got into, you know, real music now, it you know, it was everyone was from New York or England yeah. like these exotic places. So when it was like, oh, these are dudes from you know, right down the From street. Down the street. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I what? They're, but they're so cool. Yeah. I don't understand how they grew up in the same place. And so that was, they were a gateway into, like, because of them, I found out who the B-52s were and yeah. who, like, Pylon was. And I'm, like, an obsessive... If I like something, I have to find out everything about it. I have to find out all the side projects, all the people everyone did. they ever
0: liked. Yeah, everyone they were influenced they, by. Yeah,
3: what book they read that made you them write this the song? We got the
0: Indigo Girls album. Totally, he sang on it. totally. We like, never talked about that either. No, we didn't.
3: I found out so many things, like not just loving REM, but I, you know, hearing Strange. I found out who Wire was. Yeah. I went and bought Pink mm-hmm. Flag, and then like hearing them cover stuff on Dead Letter Office is the first time I heard of Velvet Underground. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. You know, pre internet, like that's how you had to find out totally. about things. So mm-hmm. they, I loved it. Pre internet,
0: you had to listen to a band sing about something. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Before, <laughs> right. You know, before Wikipedia, it right. was like, uh, you know what, I, I don't know what mixy mitosis is. Like, right. you, you, you know, you'd have to hear Radiohead sing about it and go, yeah, I think I got a handle on this. Totally. if you wanted to send an email, you would have to go to a nearby university or someone that had a, a giant computer that took up an entire room mm-hmm. and someone that knew what email was. And they would have to contact a band who mm-hmm. then would have to sing a sing song about, about email. an email right. that you wanted to send. But no one was singing about email back then. Yeah, they didn't even know what it was.
3: Email a letter? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Um, so I- Is that a play I, on
0: Ebo, the letter? Yeah, like,
3: I was trying. Okay. It's I good. I was trying to keep up it's, with you guys. It's, it's good now. Better, Better than what okay. we were yeah. doing. <laughs> Honestly,
0: you're the star of this episode. <laughs> Officially.
3: Um, so I got So I got into them, then I got just super obsessed with music, and discovered the Smiths, just mm-hmm. became-
0: You're a Smith super fan. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that just became
3: For, yeah. all I did in high school was, then I started making zines And I got – I had pen pals that would trade mixtapes. And so, yeah, that's my whole life. Everything I did, I almost didn't graduate high school because all I did was write zines and read them and never did homework and Mm -hmm. followed bands around. That's
0: awesome.
3: So when they finally – I was too young to see the green tour. So when they finally toured for Monster, I went to this many shows. Yeah, this is a good – this is now – 95. Six years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: 60, 90, oh, yeah. So you're a full fledged teenager by
3: now. Yes. Yeah. And I can drive. Yeah. So I'm driving to a uh, good and pun they, on the REM on hey. drive, by the way. Yeah,
0: I got to give it up. For that. <laughs> thank you. Thank so you. So, how many times did you see the Monster Tour?
3: The Monster Tour, I want to say it was like six or seven. Uh-huh. They wow. played three in Atlanta, and then there was like whatever was nearby. I want to say it was like Birmingham or whatever the Southern, Southeastern ones I went to. So, and I remember the three in Atlanta were the final shows of the tour. Wow. And they were amazing. And then the last the last night, no one wanted to, was at the Omni? I think it was when it was still called the Omni and not Phillips Arena or whatever it's called now. They
0: finished the green tour at the Omni too. I yeah, guess. I
3: think that was always like the homecoming thing. And then the last night of the three monster shows, they turned on, they played everything. They played the encore and like no one wanted to leave. And they just turned on all the lights and they were just kind of standing there like, no one's leaving. And they just started playing Wild Thing. Well They just covered Wild cool. Thing while everybody had the lights on. And we're standing there like, yeah, the we house don't want to leave. Yeah. The, yeah. the
0: theme to Major League?
3: Yes. <laughs> the very same. But during Sheen's, that tour...
0: Uh, theme song.
3: That <laughs> Wild
0: was, Sheen. That would have been better. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: When I was in high school and making zines, I tried... It's funny that you talked about us meeting that way because I have guess I've been that way since birth <laughs> because I'm like, I want to be friends with these guys. <laughs> I don't see why that can't happen. And so... And I was in the, as soon as I knew that they had a fan club, I was in it as well. It was $10 a year. Which is pretty reasonable. You get a I gotta single.
0: At you Christmas. get seven
3: inches. You get calendars. St- I still it's have all of that seven shit. Inches. Me
0: too. I saved yeah, all Yeah, totally. No, I mean compared to like the eighty-five that Andy Daly had to pay for U 2s and all he gets is the minute. opportunity what? to buy yeah, tickets. Yeah, the U two fan club is expensive. <laughs>
3: Did you? It <laughs> and was eighty-five dollars. Yeah,
0: Andy Daly was out eighty-five bucks. We're gonna Wait, tr- we're gonna try to do something. Yeah, about
3: it. eighty-five bucks per year P- per annum. <laughs> That is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Just so ten you, bucks a
0: year for the yes. R.E.M. fans. So, so so you're in the R.E.M. club. Yo bucks 8032. That's yeah, right. Yeah.
3: That's right. Okay. So well, w-
0: when when do you start g- crafting your your scam and scheming your sort of grift? To
3: okay. The I would write to them.
0: Wait. Did you were, did you hear about that Greenpeace show for automatic? Or, like yeah, yeah I had the Atlanta? bootleg. Of,
3: well, there was a record store right next to the forty watt called Low Yo. Yo or something If any R.E.M. book They credit this guy Named Todd Ploharski uh-huh. Who's like an R.E.M. historian And he used to run That record store So when I went To the C shows At the 40 watt I would go next door And be like Hi tell me everything Oh Like cool. sit at his feet Like grandpa style Like yeah, tell me yeah, about yeah. The good old days of R.E.M. <laughs> and he also had Like every boot like ever hmm. So Um yeah, like 100% of my money went to all of this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I started making my zine, I try- when I did the one in high school, it was more music. It would be like show reviews and stuff. Yeah. And obviously it's a shitty photocopied, teenage girl made it. But I try to act like, I'm like, I'm a journalist. Yeah, yeah. I need to have press passes. <laughs> That's cool. And so I would write and I eventually started calling. The lady that ran the fan club was named Michelle, I want to say. And
0: they would answer, right? Yeah, they I mean, they, would, it yeah. got to a point. you, didn't to you call, call all the yes! time? Yes! Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I called so much and tried yeah. so many scams to be like, I need a press pass, I need a photo pass, whatever. There was one time I called and Michelle was like, April, we know who you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> stop calling us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I... I tried to do that for the monster tour to get, like, really good seats or to get a press pass or whatever. But then for my 15th birthday, I had yet – I hadn't been to Athens yet. And so my mom was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I can't drive yet, so will you drive me to Athens so I can do, like, so the awesome. pilgrimage? Mm. Another yeah. pun. Nice. Um, so I did. My mom drove me and two friends to Athens. Um we went to Weaver D's to uh, eat. Like we, had the great. list of places, like the the places church. That they, they played their oh, first yeah, show. Yeah. Weaver D's, like forty watt, whatever. So we go there to eat. The Record
0: store, the, where yeah, they Walk met. Street,
3: yeah, totally.
0: Mm-hmm. Walk Street, by the by the way, is the record store Peter Buck, Peter Buck worked, worked at after he was famous. No, no, it was <laughs> no. He would like I was re- in reading the book. They were like, no, they had albums out, and he would. He would come by and go, "Hey, I want to work here for th- three months." Oh, right. Really? And, well, pe- and people would come just wanting to talk to him about REM. Yeah. To the funny. point where he's like, "Hey, man, I just want to help you with like finding a record."
3: I still go there whenever I go to Athens, and it's kind of infuriating because they have old flyers on the walls, and there was a flyer for when REM and XTC played the Forty Watt for five dollars. Mm, wow! And you, I just get
0: I love retroactively those shows that are furious. $5. Yes, but yes. it's also where he was working before. Yeah. He was famous where yeah. Michael Stipe came in and that's where they where met. They met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that record store is still there. It's great. Yeah. Great record. Yeah. Store. It's
3: awesome. So, um, how did you, so I go, the first time we go, we go to Weaver D's, we're eating. I didn't realize the guy waiting on us was Weaver himself. Uh-huh. Wow. So again, I'm 15. I'm like, Hey, where do they live? And he's like, "Oh, uh, you just take a le- like." Fully tells us, <laughs>
0: Weaver, you're giving yeah. it up. I,
3: I don't mean to dime you out. I shouldn't say any of this on a podcast because I should be retroactively arrested. Because I'm like, okay, cool, we're gonna go to their houses. I
0: would love to oh, see uh, a, a the post style movie about this journalism. Yeah. No, this is, I mean,
3: I. So we fully go. We go to Mike Mills's house first. Me and my mom, knock on his door. Again, Oh, no one do this. No ever. one do this ever. I should th- have been arrested. Don't do
0: it to Adam and I. I this certainly. is crazy. I wonder don't how do often it. this used to happen to them. Well, that's the
3: funny thing is, is he was very nice. I have a mm-hmm. picture of He 15, answered the door? Answered the door, came and talked are, to us. Are
0: you comfortable sharing the picture sure. on, the, uh, on the website and everything? Can people look at oh, it? Oh, sure, yeah. So Mike Mills answered the door answered and talked the door. to you. Guys. That is so was nice. Was super
3: nice about it. And then, mm-hmm. like 20 years later, I was... He played a show with Billy Bra- – he did this whole tour with Billy Bragg, who I knew at that point. So I was like backstage or whatever. And one day I went, hey, I know this is super weird. I want to apologize from when I was 15 and I knocked on her- – like now yeah. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I know how insane and I should have never done that. And yeah. mm-hmm. he st- he interrupted me and was like, you have no idea how much that happened. He was like, it's not a big deal at all. That used to happen all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I genuinely don't care. At a care. certain
0: point – if you're living in your hometown and people know your address and everyone's cool, that you got to expect it and maybe yeah. be cool with it? Yeah. I
3: mean, I don't, I don't know. I obviously. It's- no one should ever do that. I should have never done well, it. Well, when you're at a level but. of
0: like the Friends, you know, uh, you got Roos and <laughs> and Chicky Chan and yeah. uh, who's and the Sham other? Sham Sham Sham. You know, like they they need to they need security at all sure. their uh, all their houses. Uh, look how psyched you are! I was. Adam's looking freaking at the out. Yeah, that's so. I've seen sweet. it. I don't need to see it again.
3: But yeah, so, and then I went and I, um,
0: but also if it's, I have a photographic memory. So if I see a picture, like you can just access it. I access it and yeah, in my mind palace. If it's a 14, 15 year old girl and her mom, it's not like you're going to be a dick. Sure. You know, sure. Yeah. But what's your mom's point of view? This is what's interesting to me.
3: She had a great sense of humor about it. My mom doesn't care. She, I think, didn't realize... Because, again, this is mom, where they're the biggest band in the world, and yeah. I don't think my mom knew that. She, I think, thought, like... She thought they were just oh, like a normal, like, like a local yeah, band. Yeah. Totally.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, like, these are a bunch of Oak Ridge boys, yes, contemporaries. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like, I don't think that she knew... I just remember... Her knocking on the door and being like, Look, dude, it's my kid's yeah. birthday. This is what I like. She was sort of like, I don't know who you are, but she's real psyched about it. Uh-huh. And oh. he just was laughing, like, Okay, that's but so
0: funny. I that's think, so nice. I, yeah, uh, she had a great
3: sense of humor about it.
0: I, I, on your mom's end, like my mom would have been like, Don't bother the person, you know, right. like regardless right. of the level of fame, embarrassed to be there. And then on his end, I mean, just how nice is that? I yeah. mean,
3: yeah, he was incredibly incredible. nice. I mean, I've
0: been, I've hung out with Adam at like U2 shows and stuff like that, and he's such a fucking asshole to people who like her. Sure. hey can I get a picture of you yeah, and he's yeah, a, like yeah, shuts yeah. him down he, like breaks it's, their cameras and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah real dickhead mm-hmm. like he he, like they'll have just like he'll break any electronics that are on them <laughs> even if they're not asking me for a photo yeah because right. he's Cause just v- super paranoid about that right. <laughs> um Did you find any other houses of uh, the Uh, members? Yeah,
3: we did after that go knock on Michael Stipe's door and he was not home. And this is I'm
0: the Stipe Man.
3: This is so psychotic. I can't believe I'm about to say it on a Uh. permanent record. But his house, he had a thing where you, a call box type of thing where Mm. you press it and it like rings the doorbell. But Uh then if he didn't have one deterrent level. Yeah, but they both – they live in the most normal – there's, like, zero fence around it or anything like that. Like, in my weird defense, I wasn't – it's a normal street where you can just walk up to the door. I didn't do any, like, tunneling or dancing through security lasers or anything, (laughs) at least. But his (laughs) call Catherine Zeta-Jones style. at least I didn't do it.
0: Inching your butt under (laughs) a laser.
3: Yeah. But you press the thing – and if somebody doesn't answer, like, a the, his um, answering machine, machine yeah, came yeah, yeah. on. So it was connected and I, to his phone. Yeah. I left a message. Oh. Like, I was like, hi. Like, acted like I was his friend. I was like, what's up? It's April. I came by. Uh, to hang out, up? but it's you weren't April. here. Like, oh, God. Like, fully acted like it wasn't insane what I was doing. Oh, I wonder if he yeah. ever
0: kept any of those. Like, it would be so funny to hear a collection of all the crazy oh, yeah. sh- Well, it messages. was definitely
3: a known thing, and I think still is. I think they still have those houses. But mm-hmm. then – So that was when I was 15 and I couldn't drive, but then when I could drive, tons of bands, other bands that I like played at the 40-watt, so I would go all the time. Right. So the first time I met Michael Stipe, I think I was 20 or 21 – it was at a bright Eyes show at the 40-watt. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he was at the bar, and my friend Millie was there. And she re- she went to get a drink, and he was right next to her, and she ran back like, dude, you are not ready. Like, your mm-hmm. dude's here.
0: You're not yeah. ready. You're not you ready for what's about to happen. You have been for weeks.
3: <laughs> and I did. I went up to talk to him, and I was, like, trying not to cry. Yeah. And I, he was super nice to me. He gave me a hug, and he was just was like, it's nice to meet you. Like, haven't You know, in a super deep, intense did way. Did you ask like, for seven nice hugs? You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that, he was the one person where I – I, like, wept the whole drive home.
1: Yeah,
0: wow. Because
3: I just, he's my number one dude. Yeah. Above Morrissey, above, he was, like, the first, mm-hmm. my no, first No, I felt that crush. way with
0: Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: When he was Me on too. Bang Bang. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs>
3: Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they're just the one band that's been a constant in my life since I was a child. And there was again, that hometown, like the hometown pride of being like they're Georgia dudes. Mm -hmm. And I think they were a great, I don't, it's hard to explain because in some cases I do like Artifice and I do like a lot of posturing and I think it fits with some things. But the thing with them is they were so cool, but like not trying at all.
0: Right. Yeah. Other than it, that uh, Elvis suit that he wore in the monster period.
3: Oh Mike and Mills. I wanted to say when Mike you Mills were, yeah, Elvis yeah, the nudie suit. suits. <laughs> When you uh, – I also have the VHS tape uh, still of when they played that on the Video Music Awards. And Michael Stipe painted his eyebrows blue because I did oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ah, did that the next day at school. Yeah, yeah, good um, shit. Yeah, and that was a normal thing for a girl to do and I super didn't get made fun of. And then for Monster, I remember I still have the VHS tape of when they were on Saturday Night Live because they got to play three songs. Yeah,
0: three yeah. And that was like a songs. huge That's, deal. Yeah. And so they Very played, few bands get to do that. What's the
3: frequency, Kenneth? Uh – I Don't Sleep, I Dream, and, and happy Bang birthday. and Blame.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they played Happy Birthday ha- three times. They played huge
3: royalties <laughs> for that. Yeah. Um, what
0: weird selections, by the way. Now, like, looking at their whole catalog. Right. What's Frequency, Kenneth, of course. Yeah. Of course. But I Don't Sleep, I Dream. I Don't dream? Sleep, I
3: Dream because I remember being a bit scandalized because it was the first, I was like, I think I had only just realized, found out what Giving Head was. Right. Because I was, like, what? a teenager. Can I ask
0: you a question? What is it? <laughs> Yeah, Scott. See, Scott still doesn't. How do you give head?
3: I know it's a, when when a man. He's a man. Give very much. head.
0: <laughs> I just, I hear about it all the time. I think it sounds so cool. Oh, I, I want to give someone it.
3: my head.
0: Um, but like from that album, I would have had. Or I mean, we're about to talk. We're about, about to. It, to I, would, really, yes. I took your name or Circus yes. Envy or well, something. Well, you should have. Yeah. I know. I should have said something. <laughs> um, look, we need to take a break. This is great. Uh, April, you've proven your bona fides, uh, but uh, we do need to take a break. When okay. we come back, we're going to uh, talk about Monster. you ready to do I'm this? I'm so ready. Um, all right. We're going to be right back with more Are you talking? R.E.M. Remy. Adam's going to chew on a little something something, and uh, I'm not sure why this is not implan- Oh, here we go. And we'll see you next, uh, next time. No, we'll see you after... This break. It's in like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. Um, hey, Adam. Yeah. There's a brand new podcast I want to talk to you about. Thank God. Yep. We need, the world needs more of them. John Levenstein's Retirement Party, out now. On Stitcher Premium. You know John, right? I do. I love John a lot. Great guy. Hosted by writer, actor, and producer John Levenstein, who's written for some hilarious shows that you've probably seen. Have you ever seen Arrested Development? No. Okay. What else? Silicon Valley? Never heard of it. Boy. Uh, This is going to be rough then. Oh, okay. Uh, If you don't know two of the best comedies... Of the past 150 years of television, then I don't know what to tell you. I love those shows. I was just kidding. <laughs> Funny joke! Yep. In celebration of John's long career in show business, he will share personal stories from the writer's room, offer advice, rehash old decisions, settle feuds, and tell friends that he. Loves them. John and his co-host, actress, and writer, Mary Kobayashi, talk with people from all different facets of the entertainment industry, like Karen Kilgariff, who you know from My Favorite Murder, uh, Nick Kroll, who you know from Friendship and Kroll Show, uh, Jill Soloway from Transparent, and David Harbour from Stranger Things and the upcoming Hellboy. Yeah, Um, Listen to John Levenstein's retirement party out now on Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash levenstein and use promo code REM for a free month of listening. Sidewinder sleeps tonight from the previous record, Automatic for the Poop Hole. Um, We're here. We're going to be talking about... (laughs) Did you say Automatic for the Poop Hole? (laughs) I don't know what I said. (laughs) Um, So let's get to it. By the way, April, uh, you are the person... When we were up in Portland, we talked about this in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. watching uh, the three members of REM uh, reunite and sing uh, with various singers. Uh I was like oh I should take pictures of this and send it yeah. to April I I don't know why I hadn't thought about I was it ready I don't know to why get on I hadn't like Asked if you wanted to come or whatever, but I was like, "Oh, I should send this to April." And you were freaking out. I was legit Our text chain out. was like, "What are you doing? Where are you? <laughs> Can
3: I? I'm I'm at the Improv, but I'll be there in five minutes." Yeah, because I was doing a show. I was about to be like, "I'm just going to skip out on the stage time and go immediately wherever you are." Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it was, was great. It was great. Okay, so let's talk about. Um, and I gotta say, this is scary. Monster. I know it's a scary <laughs> title for scary. an album. Scary, It's. Frightening to me. Um, I almost didn't want to do this episode, quite frankly, um, because you you were so scared. I'm so fucking scared of this, but here it is. Okay, so it's Monster. Um, Sorry, Scott. <sighs> Album comes out September 27, 1994. Uh, a scant two years after their previous record, Automatic for the People, which was at this point they were putting out records every single year, but it's a yeah. pretty pretty quick turnaround because they didn't tour. Out of time and uh, automatic for the people were one-two punch, one right after the other, mm-hmm. and they were huge, huge. But also both pretty mellow acoustic
3: acoustic albums.
0: So what are they going to do? Let, let me ask you both. What were you doing in September of nineteen ninety four? What were you up to?
3: I was April. in tenth grade. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was in tenth grade.
0: So what? what so, courses were you taking?
3: I'm in my bedroom listening to REM all the time and never t- doing any coursework.
0: Right. So That's what I'm doing. So excited for Monster coming out. So
3: excited. Especially because I knew they were going to tour. So I was like, oh my God, finally I'm going to yeah, be able to yes. see these dudes. And
0: And you, you loved Automatic for the People. Loved it. And yeah. so you're you're excited for Monster, Adam? What are you doing? You don't have cable. I don't have cable. I'm living uh, in the middle of scorching hot Hollywood without air conditioning. <laughs> where what? Do, can, do, are I you comfortable saying where? I lived across the street from uh, Gelsons on Franklin. Directly oh, really? Across okay. the street. Oh,
3: uh, okay. Yeah. In yeah, the yeah. movie Swingers. In the Scientology Celebrity Center.
0: Well, the the building just a adjacent little to a little that. Uh, just east gray of gray right? apartment building in the movie Swingers. You can see a bed sheet in my window as my was my um you had a bedsheet in your window for your curtains and yes. they actually film it and well, it's in the an movie establishing slingers. shot of the oh, building you can see my green oh, bedsheet my, my window God. was that was floor. that in honor of the album green yes <laughs> uh so uh the the new album coming out was a huge deal for me and for my group of friends we were just waiting for it to come out and uh, tried everything we could to get an advanced copy of it, called Warner Brothers, totally. pretended yes! we were press people, we got to uh, get the I know a well. copy of this. And eventually we did get a, an advanced cassette of Monster. How, in it, how much how did it weeks before it came two out? Two
3: weeks. By saying that you were like a, a music industry person? No,
0: I think it ended up being my friend Steve Hall had a friend of a friend that worked at Warner Brothers or something. Some and someone was able to get – A critic's cassette that they would pass out to media. When you would be in a a used record store and you would be. I would always be looking through the. No matter if I had all their records or whatever, I would look at my favorite bands and be like, is there anything new here? Yeah. Yeah. And if you ever saw like. The, the great gold stamp on something promotional copy yes. not for sale and yeah. it was like two weeks early like oh man oh the new record it yeah. would be totally. so exciting and there was a point where on eBay people would get them and sell them mm-hmm. and I would buy like the new Depeche Mode two weeks early totally yes. you Absolutely. know and just have it have it early it's so actually exciting. before it came out they were recording at Ocean Way which used to be down on Sunset I yeah. don't know if it's still there and my friends and I my friend Steve worked at a coffee shop on Sunset So we would – we did this a few times. We snuck into the Spirit Awards like this once. We just put on the green aprons from the coffee shop, made a bunch of coffees, (laughs) put them in the (laughs) drink holders, and would just show up places and say, we're here to deliver the coffee. Oh, Oh, so good. And we just walked right in the Spirit Awards, (sighs) down the red carpet, and went and sat up in the balcony and watched the Spirit Awards once when we were like 20 years old. Did you ever think like – Wow, in a few years, I'm going to be nominated for a Spirit Award. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Were you nominated for a Spirit Award? I was. Which one? Uh, The the Best Actor Award. (laughs) (laughs) You? (laughs) That's right. For what movie? Vicious Kind. I didn't even see that. I got to check it out. That's, um, would you say I, that's your best acting? I, I, d- d- no. Um,
3: <laughs> did you guys cover by the way in the in the green episode? Forgive me if you did, but did it blow your mind too when you got it and that you tilted it a certain way and the R's became fours? I
0: don't know, but yes, it did. It blew it up my mind. Me, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. The cover of green, the R for green and REM, if you hold it in the light a certain way, you see a translucent four yeah. over ah. the Yeah, That's why
3: on the track list on, the, on this other side where track four is track R. Right. Yeah. Right. And Very I remember
0: cool. when we were shooting the d- drive video, I was an extra in the drive video. That's crazy. And he was up on a ladder with a bullhorn just answering questions when they were setting up different shots. And someone said, what does the R and the four mean on green? What does that mean? And he goes... It means fuck you. <laughs>
3: no, <laughs> I read later that it meant that, like, when he was typing the lyrics, like the four, like the four and the R keys were broken on his typewriter oh, or something. Oh, right, and right, right, right yeah. or they're right but, next
0: to each other too. But like also could mean
3: fuck you. I don't know. Yeah. Right. No, that's, I mean, I think he was just he was yeah, shutting jokes down. down. But
0: I, I that that was the coolest thing to yeah, discover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I was. Uh, but yes, wait, you have we more to brought talk. coffees to Ocean Way while they were recording. And there is a door open on the side of the studio, and I remember standing there with coffee peeking in, and I could see them at a mixing board kind of standing around, and you couldn't totally see anyone, but I could tell, like, it was Mike Mills and then Scott Lit, uh, and they were playing uh, backing tracks from what ended up being What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Because I remember hearing the tremolo guitar, and I was like, what is this music? Because it didn't sound anything like what they've – been doing lately sounded like fast and-
3: Yeah. Hard and you were
0: like, this is not good. <laughs> I'm no longer a fan. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> um, and Microwave came out and he was super nice to us. He's like, oh, coffee. Well, I don't think we ordered this, but thanks. <laughs> uh, and, but we couldn't really get that it. That is such a pro
3: uh, move though. Yeah, that's I love good.
0: that. good. Wow. Uh, I was in Azusa, California. Uh, I had moved back from Milwaukee, I think we talked about it on one of our previous episodes. So you were still in school? No. I w- I'd graduated. Uh, I'd moved out to Milwaukee to live with a girlfriend who – I was there on Halloween and November 1st. She said, I'm not in love with you anymore. Please leave. That's fine. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm – so at the end of 93, I move – I was back by Christmas. Um, and so then I worked for six months at the Olive Garden in Orange County. Mm-hmm where such good memories of learning Kurt Cobain died there and mm. uh, O.J. Simpson driving his uh, his uh, Jeep yeah. or whatever it was right by Crazy it. Um, and me listening to the ch- the chase, the Bronco chase in the uh, walk-in refrigerator because they were piping in the, the uh, radio coverage wow. of it. Uh, but then after six months – and I was taking the bus. I didn't have a car similar to you. I didn't – so I had to take the bus there. I had to yeah. take three buses to get to work and then – Weirdly, I won a bunch of money in Vegas and bought a car. Really <laughs> <What>? playing blackjack, <laughs> and I used to be good at blackjack, and so I would like sometimes come back with like you know twenty five hundred bucks or something. Whoa! So uh, I bought a car, and then I, I my friend said to me like, "Hey, if you're looking to move out of your parents, because I was living with my parents, if you're looking to move." Uh, My buddy has a condo in Azusa that's, like, super cheap and it's good. And Azusa is a little far away, but, um, you know, it's super cheap. So I'm like, all right, buddy, let's be roommates. So – and Azusa, for those of you listening who don't know where it is, it's very east of – Hollywood. It's like 35 minutes. It oh, was a wow, 35 okay. minute drive. So right. I got a job at uh, uh, Chin Chin in North Hollywood and I would drive 35 minutes to and from. Jesus. And let me tell you, the kitchen, the sink didn't work and the dishwasher didn't work. Ugh. So I had to eat out every meal. Which is expensive. Which is expensive. So every meal I'm going, I'm getting a pizza or I'm getting, you know, Carl's yeah. Jr. or something like that. And it's, I found out later it's not even cheap. Like once I started pricing rent out oh, yeah. right. it was like two hundred and fifty for my room, you know, at right. the time, you know, and then I ended up just moving into the valley for, you know, three ten, you know what I mean? So your friend was providing you with nothing? Pretty much, although yeah. he's a good guy. But uh, it was and, – and Sounds
3: I, like a scammer to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm out there in the middle of Azusa, and I have very vivid memories of – I would watch MTV all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, – the third season of, of The Real World was out, uh-huh. and that's how I got into the real – very into The Real World. And I just watched MTV all day, every day, MTV News, you kind know, at MTV the 50 – MTV was it. Yeah, The 55-minute mark every single hour or whatever. Yes. And – they played, uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth, a lot, yeah. And so, I had not listened to Automatic for the People, uh, yeah. had given up on REM, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of a good song, yeah. And, uh, did not like the Elvis outfits. That was my main takeaway. I was like, what's, <laughs> Mike Mills. what's going on with this fucking Elvis? Out- i just imagined, like, what's well, Graham Parsons those outfits. Those are nudie suits, yeah. I just imagine, like, band meeting guys. Look at I'm what I'm wearing. I'm I made into them. Three of these. Me too. i It's into not them. Elvis. It's Graham Parsons. I know. Uh, nudie suits. I know.
3: But wait, where did? Uh, when did you check out? Like, you didn't like Automac for the people?
0: No, I didn't he, buy it. Oh, you okay. checked out. Like, I checked out after Document. after Green. Oh, okay. I checked out after Green. Okay, I, I did not buy another REM album.
3: Okay, so until, uh, until
0: this podcast. Okay,
3: <laughs> until yesterday, so I'm when these I bought Monster. I'm
0: hearing these for the first time. So yeah. uh, I have I I have listened to Monster a good dozen times. Yeah. Since our last episode, so I'm I'm ready to talk about. So you guys, you guys ready to talk about it? Yeah. All right. This is the first track off of Monster. This is the aforementioned. What is that frequency, Kenneth? Single. The frequency, Kenneth. Yeah. This
3: is also when Michael Stipe started wearing star T-shirts exclusively. Yes, and exclusively. and his head. Yes, this yes. was the beginning of him shaving his head, and then which, also. By the
0: way, do I you know what else we didn't talk about for automatic for the people is the whole kind of like rumor Michael Stipe has AIDS, which yeah. is out there, which is like, yeah. which was a terrible thing. He he, because they weren't touring. And because he shaved his head, because he he hadn't shaved his head until Monster, right? But he was like losing his, yeah, he was balding, closely cropped, yeah, Yeah. and he was very skinny. He still is very skinny. Yeah. Yeah, the rumor got out there of oh, Michael Stipe is dying. Also, the other reason was Freddie Mercury had just died of AIDS. Yeah. And, and Automatic for the People was about death. About death. Yes. So it all combined. And and I read that it was one journalist in, in England who kind of like wrote an article saying like, well, maybe this is the case or something like that. And the rumor just kind of picked yeah. up steam. And I thought that he had a great kind of response to it because uh, he didn't come out and go like, no, I don't have AIDS. I'm – you know, yeah. he just was like – my sexuality is my business. Yeah. Uh, there's that clip was, in the MTV uh, documentary about like whether I suck dick or yeah. whether I yes. suck pussy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: well, the Monster's kind of the first time he even started talking about any of that, uh, about being gay and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he never really said anything and then finally right. a Monster, he's like, yeah, I'm queer, what's up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: and in 1994, that was a big deal. Totally. before people were really doing that. What's yeah. weird though is, is I remember you – Because of the Freddie Mercury thing, he held it so close to the vest until like the day before he died. Uh, You thought it might have been a bigger deal. But at the same time, maybe because it was music or something, I think everyone just kind of went like, oh, okay." Yeah. I don't remember any backlash. It was really weird that he was so closeted. And and I think Michael Stipe's thing also was, I don't want to stigmatize those yes. who do have AIDS. Yes. Because that's what, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly what it is. It was, of such, of it was such It was such a classy response and, yeah. to it where it was like, oh, that's perfect. You're not coming out and saying like, denying it because AIDS is weird or bad or people yeah. who do it. It was great. It was, yes. Yeah. So this song coming out after these two kind of acoustic-based folky records and this video especially being the first time a lot of us see or hear the song it's so expertly done because it's after Octune, baby. It's a, a band really taking a sharp left turn, mm-hmm. and the way that the video is directed and shot, it's so perfect because you just you don't see any of their faces at first. The first like until They're the out chorus, of focus. yeah, mm-hmm. you don't even see it's just from like
3: the neck down, yeah, yeah, and
0: then you see the back of his head. It's like who has a shaved head? And then mm-hmm. the chorus happens; it explodes. You see him in his full like new and all of them he had the star t-shirt they were wearing had, sunglasses or something he wasn't but i think mike mills was they all mm-hmm. had their like costumes for the monster album right. and tour mm-hmm. that they totally. wore and everything it was like a more glam approach yeah. the, the album artwork by the way is some of their best artwork i think the, yeah chris belheimer uh, chris Bellheimer did a great job yeah. with that this is like in my mind this is the start of sort of modern later period REM with this type of artwork and their look and all this uh-huh. kind of stuff you know yeah. and, and their sound
2: they're uh,
0: certainly changing it up and remaking their image in a bit well like a, a pitcher bit. in a baseball game it's like you yeah. know what I could throw strike 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 fastball, mm-hmm. fastball fastball, fastball. Let's, Knuckleball. let's change it up let's throw when this ball. song
3: came out I had just like I had a button machine and I had what a does so- that mean I, I've made one inch buttons <laughs> please explain
0: that <laughs> Like I got oh, so I a machine see oh, that makes okay. buttons. I thought you meant a machine that had a button on it that did <laughs> something interesting. <laughs> I
3: just press it and then but No, I I made one inch buttons and I was like way into my DIY, like I'm gonna make everything and I learned how to silk screen. Ah, and like the first I was in
0: that period for a while w- w- uh, with my friend's band that got me into U2. They were called the Innocents, and I like was gonna learn how to silk screen and I was gonna make their official t-shirts. Yeah, you know, they played like four gigs. Yeah. Right, right. But I was gonna be their guy.
3: Yeah, I, I taught myself how to do that, and so the first thing that I made is I got a T-shirt that was really bright green, and I mm. just silk screened the words "violent green" oh, on that's it, awesome. and just wore it to school. And people would be like, "What does that mean?" And I'd be like, uh, "You don't know, whatever." Like it was like my mm-hmm. coolness test of like, "How that's do you a great not way know? to meet friends? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't know that you, you don't suck. know what
3: this is. Don't talk to me." So what's the
0: frequency, Kenneth? Was also based on what uh, the the uh, a uh, uh, person who assail uh, assaulted Ted Koppel, uh, uh, Dan Rat. Sorry, Dan Rather. <laughs> Same thing. Same guy. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> They're all going to be dead soon anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we all are. Like, who cares? The Adam Scott, Scott Augerby. Who cares about our names? So Dan Rather gets mugged gets in Central mugged Park. by a crazy person, or or I don't mean to stigmatize the mentally ill, but someone who's having some problems, and this person is asking him, what's the frequency, Kenneth? As they beat the shit out of him. As they beat the yes. shit out of him, which was... A previous, there's a previous song that mentions what's the fre- frequency, Kenneth, isn't there? Before this. This isn't the oh, first really? time in a song it's been mentioned. Oh, I don't know. I believe I heard one the other day that I was like, oh, this predated uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth. Anyway, oh. but uh, but that was what it – and so it's it's almost like a U2 doing Octung Baby kind of like, hey, we're flirting with irony yeah. and pop culture. Yeah and not our last album was so sincere and like introspective Uh, this is us like kind of like doing rock in quotes yeah I think sincerity is kind of key and everybody hurts being this really earnest kind of Mm -hmm. hard on your sleeve thing they just (laughs) hardened sleeve they decided to go in uh, (laughs) an ironic direction Um, so what do you think of this song this is one of my favorite of their singles this is a great classic R.E.M. I. Single. This is one of the songs I yeah. knew. I've always liked it. Yeah. Uh, I liked it when it came out, not enough to get the album, but I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I liked the uh, tremolo effect and yeah. all that. Yeah. It's incredibly By the catchy. way, people don't know what a tremolo effect. Kevin, what, Chef Kevin, which what turns us up and down here? Like uh, all our mics here. Like this one. Okay, so th- so a tremolo. What it basically is? is oh, I call it tremolo. Earlier. I, it may be. I've always said tremolo, but uh, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. Either of us could be oh, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever hey, hey, whoever hey, wants hey, to hey, say this word. In hey, it? hey. But what it is is it's a setting on an amplifier basically that turns the sound up and down rapidly. Yes. So I'm just going to do a note at one level and I'll I'll show what it sounds like. It's like
3: ah. Uh, yeah, it sounds just like that. It's great.
0: <laughs> so that's what it is. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, so, April, what do you think about this? I
3: love it. It's not my favorite single from the album, but I definitely Ooh, Ooh, that's can't, a tease. Wait. can't wait. But I do love it. And I do remember, like, you describing the video was such a visceral, like, I've I distinctly so remember being like, oh my God. This oh is a my video I, I watched
0: don't... a lot yes. because it was always on MTV and I was always watching that or the OJ trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it recently? No, uh, oh, but I just remember it. It's fun to to watch that recently. No, not my I'm favorite f- video from this I'm album. I have photographic right. memory. I told you, that's right. Um, and and as we know, videos are approximately twenty five point nine seven photographs per second. So. That's true. yeah. Mm-hmm. all right uh, this is track the trick two trick of the human eye <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I a human want to get to track two. this is by the way the head side of the record side uh, side one, track two this is crush with eyeliner. With eyeliner.
3: That's my favorite. That
0: is. Yeah. Two yeah. words. That's that, are, was, that was my guess.
3: Yeah, it's the best.
0: Two words that are kind of poppy and glammy, like what words, a crush? Yeah. Like, like crushed velvet in a way with eyeliner. I call this one, oh, you're sticking with the tremolo effect? <laughs> 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 yeah, they sure uh, they kind of open up with it and then keep opening up with
1: it. <laughs> They're like,
0: hey, guess what we have for this song? <laughs> guess what new pedal I have, <laughs> yeah. says Peter Buck. I uh It reminds me of – my friend had an amplifier with that effect on it, and he was my roommate. And I would borrow his amp and play – he had a guitar too, and I would borrow his guitar and amp. And once I discovered that effect, I was like, oh, this is a lot like – this is a lot like fuck the Smiths. Uh, uh, I'm human and oh, how soon, uh, how soon is now? How soon is now? God, yeah. why am I blanking on this? Because I'm in REM. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, But I was like, oh, this is like how. Soon. So I would just play how soon is now or these chords wah, 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 over yeah. and over to a point where he was like, can you fucking yeah. cut it out? <laughs> yeah, and I or
3: learn another song.
0: Yeah, and I sort of feel like him. I like that um, it's the, the he. Picks I like this the chord and and he g- keeps the tremolo or. Or well, let's say both say, each time. Uh, tremolo, tremolo. Tremolo, tremolo, going through the entire song. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I love it. I, I love this song too. I actually do like that. This song, I like it a lot. Uh, I was su- surprised that it sounds, it's produced exactly the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't like put something in between them right. or something?
3: <laughs> no, keep, it, keep that train rolling. I got the seven inch of this and it was on pink vinyl and it came with a calendar.
0: Whoa! Oh, that's cool. What rad. year? <laughs> the future? <laughs>
3: Nine ninety. What if it was like, they it was were like time 20, travelers? Twenty were... seventeen. It was. I used it last year.
0: Um, but a good song. I like the melody. I like and that's uh, Thurston Moore at the chorus. kind yes. of saying the real thing. He's along Thurston. With them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I love it. And the video, the the Spike Jones video is is great. I remember I. Recorded it on VHS and played it for any whoever would
3: come oh, over. Oh, I did the same thing people constantly like you? and like forced. you <laughs> no. <it, me> neither. <laughs> I will say the one thing I didn't like about it is I did read at the time that it was the rumor was it was about Courtney Love. And oh, yeah. And I hated Courtney Love. I remember So that. I was interesting. Now,
0: uh, uh, Now, three thing miles to, of bad road. Yeah.
3: yeah. And one because thing remember, we should
0: bring up about this record is in between the previous record and this record – uh, Michael Stipe and was um, friends with both Kurt Cobain and River Phoenix, and they both passed away yes. yeah. uh, prior to this record. And so uh, the, the, some of the things are dedicated to them both.
3: Yeah, that was – because I would go into the school library and read like Rolling Stone and Spin and stuff. <laughs> and this is when I re- – I remember go reading – a liquor
0: store and just read it there.
3: <laughs> liquor any liquor, liquor stores, stores around? She's, that's, that's where I would read my rate. magazines. <laughs> yeah. I and read I, them
0: at Gelson's across <laughs> the street from my apartment.
3: <laughs> yeah, I remember reading – It was not
0: Gelson's. It was the Mayfair Market. It was Mayfair Market. Mm-hmm.
3: I remember reading in more than one thing that uh, Nirvana – that Kurt Cobain, his favorite band was R.E.M., that he yes, was like super yeah. into them. They
0: developed a friendship. As I read it, Michael Stipend was um, – very uh, appreciative that someone like Kurt Cobain, who is kind of ushering in a new genre yeah. of music, was so complimentary to him and they be- they yes. struck up a friendship because of it.
3: But then I, as a 15-year-old, then also read that thing, you know, the rumor, which I guess is now true because I saw a picture of it in the documentary where Courtney Love made a list of like how to get famous. And yeah. on the list was mm. befriend Michael Sipe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I just remember being like – how. I have that on my list. Yeah, is it that oh, much, it that it much different than what you were doing? I'm like, uh, why can't constantly? I be friends with this guy? Yeah, so <laughs> I was also, just jealous.
0: When this album came out, Kurt Cobain had only died like five months earlier. Yes. That's the thing is yeah. he died previously in 1994. I was in at the April. Olive Garden yeah. in April. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, the, yeah, everyone's just uh, shook by this. And, yeah, the album's dedicated to River Phoenix, but then, of course, there's the song, about Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. which so one is that by the way let or, me in I let me in alright bring it up when it comes up alright this is track 3 this is King of Comedy by the way a great film <laughs> yeah wonderful film What? Uh, no it's not no. alright here we go King of Comedy make your money with a student's
1: side.
3: Have we not mentioned, by the way? It kind of bums me out that this has, there has to be some sort of Guinness record for most sold back. Go to any U C D yes. store and it's just a oh, sea Monster. of orange.
0: So many, you could pave they the shipped,
3: streets of entire cities. Yeah. They with shipped copies
0: so of many units of it thinking it was going to be huge and then so many people sold it back. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was huge. It sold huge, but then they shipped, yeah. They, sh- yeah. They, but no one kept sold it. them back a year later or whatever. That one sound to me, what do you guys think of it? What do you think before I talk about it? It's uh, it's the diceiest uh, song on the album, I will say. It's so, very well, much enough. of very much of the Andrew time. Andrew Dice Clayest. yes. <laughs> a, um, Hickory Dickory Dickory Dock. <laughs> for me, the the it's a little too directly addressing like fame and all that stuff, which I find un- not the most interesting subject matter. At the time, though, that's all you wanted. Yeah, that's all I wanted. And you were like, what? It's going to be bad? Um,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I, I
0: shouldn't act in that movie. What was it that you got nominated for? Vicious Kind. Vicious Kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. What do you What do you think?
3: I don't dislike it as much as you guys do.
0: Yeah. How do you know I dislike it? I didn't say anything.
3: I, I could tell by your face. <laughs>
0: I think it sounds a little dated to me. Yeah. Uh, it's the only thing it's, that It that sounds it, it, dated. A me. it sounds it's it actually sound and it's pre garbage, but it sounds like a garbage or Republica song in a right. little bit. Um and then you have those like it zoo station. <laughs> it sounds a little like, hey, we're being you two I don't know. And then the pop top, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the, <there's, laughs> kind yeah, of flourishes yeah. right. there it sounds a little like uh, yeah i don't know it sounds kind of dated i i, I don't know but well, you like it
3: yeah i mean it's not my favorite but i don't yeah you guys are blowing my mind a little bit cuz it's hmm. not my least favorite on the
0: oh it's okay, not, okay. Well, it's it's not, not my least favorite either okay i okay. i think that w- when i went back and and was listening to to monster uh, a few oh. weeks ago oh my god I, sorry oh. i'm sorry i keep saying that word um god I uh, I didn't dislike it because I was like, ooh, King of Comedy. I haven't listened to King of Comedy in a few years and braced myself. And I didn't think it was as kind of dated as I thought it was going to be. But it's I, I think it's the diciest of the record
1: hmm. for me. Okay,
0: me. Uh, this is track four. Uh, April was talking about it. They played it on uh, Saturday Night Live. This is I Don't Sleep, comma, I Dream.
3: so funny how you have such, like when I hear that now, I remember having to jump up to press recording. I didn't know they were going to get to play a third song and I was like, what? And I had to jump up to press record on the VCR Mm -hmm. and he was wearing those silver pants Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my (laughs) god, I can't believe I get to see a third song and it was that. I think that song rules. I love it.
0: It sounds, it's kind of Sounds like the Great Beyond in a way when it first starts. Yeah, totally. It's like sort of predates the Great Beyond. And I Don't Sleep, I Dream is a lyric from uh, Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the melody of it a lot. Yeah, I like the song too. I I like how minimal it is, how kind of velvet underground y it It Mm. never goes, it never gets huge production wise. And they're not overdoing it on the. The tremolo, tremolo, tremolo. That doesn't uh, bother the tremolo in the first two songs. Doesn't really bother me. Doesn't bother. It hasn't. It, at this point, I'm I'm like surprised by it like, oh, eh, okay, you're doing this, but I'm not bothered by it yet. Um, uh, yeah, I I like that song. It's not like my favorite, but I've always liked that song. By the way, should we mention he's doing a lot of these songs in character? He's do- he's like sort of playing characters, almost like MacFisto. In a way, that's something he would he would lie on his back on a couch during the recording uh-huh. and sort of ad lib and figure out the melodies. And he's, he's a lot of the lyrics are not as himself supposedly, but they're sort of as right. characters. He kind of said that for every album. Yeah, that's true. He's a liar. All right, um, <laughs> this is track five stars sixty nine. <laughs> it's fun.
3: I mean, it's unfortunate when your song's named after a thing that kind of like doesn't exist anymore, that no one <laughs> yeah. ever does anymore.
0: But I thought... I mean, like the phonograph song.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love this song. I do too. But I will say, as hardcore as a fan as I am, it's definitely one of the songs where I can't pretend like I know the lyrics. Like I'm like, Uh, I I know you. I know the three people have my number, and the other two are with me. Yeah, I know. I know that line. But other than that, I just fake it every time. It's a hard one to know the lyrics.
0: I feel like it's the song that could have the album could have been better if they. Did more songs like it? Does that huh. make sense? Sure. Like, I feel like it's a fun little trifle. Like, it's a fun, catchy rock yeah. song. Yeah, the production style isn't like it was back in the Mitch Easter days. And yeah, the, you yeah. Know, like, you know, they're not doing the jangle stuff. But, but it sounds like it's live. It, like it sounds feels, fun. It's yeah. like, oh, wow, this would be fun to see it in concert. Yeah. Um You know, it, uh, so when I hear it, I'm like, you know, I don't think it's my favorite song I've ever heard. but uh Yeah, I like that song. You know, that would be the Batman theme song. Uh-huh. Sure. Na 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 Batman, love it, love it. Such a beautiful melody. Really, really good song. Yeah, I I've always liked Star sixty nine. It's a cool. By the way, if people, if kids out there don't know what it is, it's a thing where if you missed a call and you're like, oh fuck, I didn't get to the phone in time, you pressed star. Then six nine on your phone, and it would call back whoever just called you, or if someone yeah. weird called you.
3: Yeah, I was yeah. not a fan of it because it you couldn't prank people. No prank, yeah, but no there pranking. was
0: a thing you could do to disable Star Six Star Sixty Seven. Yeah. Is that what it was? I thought mm-hmm. it was Star Seven because that still
3: works now. You just could do oh, wow. it with cell phones.
0: So Star Sixty Nine is a thing still.
3: I don't know if that is, but Star Six Seven is. Oh, it'll it is. it'll make it say private number when you call I somebody.
0: Don't. Uh, but I just liked he had put 69 in there, man. Yeah. Because he's talking about fucking. We know what he's I'm really totally. talking about. And I'm just like, I'd like to fucking star 69. Let's do this. That was many years away for me um, at this point. Uh, this is the.
3: 69ing specifically? Uh, yes.
0: Oh, I was fucking all the time. The 69 <laughs> Constantly. Um, this is the last song on side one. This is Strange Currencies. Strange mm-hmm. Currencies. about this
3: i have to say that's my least favorite song on it really no. isn't that crazy because for me we, and it's wild because i think it's this album's like country feedback and country feedback i love but this mm. one is too stream of like i don't know there's something about it where i i just remember always fast forwarding it after strange currencies it yeah isn't that weird
0: wow i fast forward not skip
3: well i had the tape
0: wow i had the tape Couldn't this is before i started
3: yeah before i started buying cds
0: this is my favorite song on the record. Me too. Really? I was, Hashtag I thought, me too. We finally agree on something. I, I thought you were going to make fun of this. I, I will say the first time I heard it, I, we had just done the Automatic for the People record, yeah. and I think that was fresh on my mind, and I was like, oh, this is Everybody Hurts. Right. Because it's in 6-8 time, right? It's the same as Everybody Hurts, that ding, 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 yeah. ding. And I've listened to the record a dozen times now, and every time I hear this one, I'm glad I'm hearing it, and it is the one that seems most sincere yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. it is. Like it's the one where the lyrics are seem like they're coming right from um,
3: – See, that's kind of why the, I don't uh, – This, this don't part like of the
0: body, it. the, the – The lungs. The lungs, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. he's like got enough air, su- air and breath and support. And the pancreas. Yeah. No, I don't know. I just – strangely enough, not the first time I heard it. The first time I heard, I heard the record, I was kind of like, maybe had a different favorite, but now that I've listened to it a dozen times, this is my favorite See, on See, that's the
3: funny. You described why I think it doesn't fit in. Like, to me, this record was all artifice. It was like, yes. this is going to be our yeah. slick, shiny rock record, and, a, and that an, didn't fit into me. I
0: have an issue with that, I think, is is maybe why I like this song better. Oh, okay. Without, I, I do, too. I, I feel like if they mixed it up a bit and had a couple other super hard on the sleeve sure. songs maybe this that would, be would a better coalesce record. the yeah. record a little more mm-hmm. but this has always been a th- I think this is one of their best chorus. would you put this on mixtapes so- yeah the melody yes. is incredible it's amazing and and he's, it's almost like an alive, old soul song with him like pleading a, at the end yeah. and- it's a torch song and at the end here here
3: that kind of stuff where people leave in their voice cracking. Yeah. yeah. I like that. He's kind of
0: pleading. Stuff. It's just like plaintive, uh almost like the plaintive wail of that dog at the O.J. Simpson house. Yeah. Bringing it back to 1994. <laughs> this Current. uh this video too is fun to is a fun one to watch because you watch it and you're like, "Oh, these guys were fucking huge." Like you watch mm-hmm. this video, yeah. the way they're photographed, it's like oh, they're like giants of rock in 1995. Uh, interesting the, uh, well, interesting reaction first of all, first of yeah. all most yeah. most interesting that Adam and I agree on something and uh, but also also interesting that you don't like something that I like as, yeah. yeah interesting okay well, look we need to take another break unprecedented well, let's go extra long on this because I want to finish this record sure. with you okay. okay so let's take another break we'll be right back with more Are You Talking R.E.M. Remi? <laughs> This is track one of Side 2, The Tail Side, or track seven on the CD. This is Tongue on Monster. Cool.
3: At the time, I remember being like him singing in falsetto was really like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. this is crazy." Yeah,
0: yeah, I I like this song too. I, I uh, always did. Th- I think they did they release this as a single eventually.
3: Yeah, they did. I also have a seven inch of this. It's like orange mm-hmm. vinyl. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was just looking at the release schedule for the singles. "What's Frequency," Kenneth was September fifth, ninety four. "Bang and Blame" was January. Tw- uh, 10th 95 Strange Currencies April 18th 95 Crush with Eyeliner August 15th Tongue October 30 They were so big they were leaving like five months, months, in, months in between gaps. singles Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, I like this song a lot too Yeah It's good um, The whole singing falsetto thing The one thing I I th- sometimes think about this album is, is it's the first time R.E.M. is maybe like a react reacting to things mm-hmm. like you two had done you know Zuropa Z- 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 and mm-hmm. Octoon Baby where you know singing in falsetto now exclusively instead mm-hmm. of belting it out and some of the sounds and like Nirvana was so popular let's do a rock album mm-hmm. uh, so the singing falsetto is cool uh, but yeah I think this is a great but you think it song. was a reaction to Bono doing it? the whole artifice and irony and uh-huh. singing in falsetto and trying to like do rock in quotes music is, mm-hmm. seems a little like, hey, maybe we better do what you two did. I don't know if that's the thought process to me, but coming so soon after those when you two had to do that uh, to save their career. Um, I don't think
3: you're wrong. I think I that is part of it for sure. I think it's probably a combination of that and a combination of having those chill couple of albums in a row mm-hmm.
0: and music it, changed so much so much yes. after automatic for the yes. people i mean it's pearl jam nirvana yes like these are the hugest bands in the world yes. almost every big band had to suddenly do a reaction to that like heavy yeah. metal bands were doing this yeah but they, even you know, even from out of time to automatic for the people it was pearl jam and and uh, and Nirvana and you could hear you, the feedback yes. come in on Try not to breathe and I remember hearing that being like oh shit these guys are listening yeah. to Nirvana but they were still doing they their were still sounds. doing their thing
3: right I think mm-hmm. you're right I
0: think U two Nirvana it it's all influenced this album mm-hmm. for sure and culture becoming this uh, ironic you know yeah Letterman moved to CBS yeah it was a whole irony in yeah uh, yeah I think they were. Culture.
3: Playing, I think it was a caricature. You know, he started wearing eyeliner and these silver mm-hmm. pants and, and he the nudie suits. A it's a like, superstar. Yes, we're doing it, we're doing rock music. Yeah, know?
0: we're like, I'm a rock star now. Ha 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 ha.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know but also, I
0: mean? they became the biggest band in the world, sitting on stools playing folk yes. songs. Right. So it's I kind of feel like people turned off of this album because it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's not, not who that's you not, are. That's not, that's not what we want. Maybe. Maybe. Not that it was inauthentic because I think their image and everything, maybe other than the Elvis suits, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was, think it was
3: – it's that authentic inauthenticity yeah, where no, it's like, like we I feel know like, we're being opposing. Yeah. yeah, But
0: I think – I don't know that that's what people liked about our. Right. We talked about on the out-of-time record how – I can only imagine. I'd never listened to it. Picking it up, the REM person who's oh, like,
3: you didn't listen to it until the no. oh, okay. Pr-
0: people like people lo- loving losing my religion, going oh, I like this. I bet it's an whole album of this, right. and then it's so strange. Just
3: real quick, how did you feel about it?
0: I think some of it's great. Okay. of what? <laughs>
3: out, of <laughs> time, out of time, just having not listened oh, to it oh, until yeah, yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: automatic for the people, same thing. I was like, this is the REM album that people wanted.
3: Yes, but yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is, the thing about
0: Monster is uh. The, uh, they had it was a big album. They had huge hits. The tour was huge. Sorry about scaring you there, real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's okay. Bang and Blame was a big hit. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Was was a big hit. I think that when you saw the the bins fill up with Monster, it wasn't until like a couple of yeah, years it was way later. later. Sure. I While this was happening, it was a big deal, and 100%. people were into their irony thing. It sort was of. working I, for I, them. I, as a, as a person who was not invested in it. I sensed a backlash for it. Okay, when I think it came eventually out. you're no, right. No, I think I, I sensed it when it came out of like. Uh, but I is, just watched. People the, did think "What's a Frequency," Kenneth was the jam. Yeah, I just think they should. If they had followed it up with another "Everybody Hurts" or something, people would have been like, "Yeah." But I just watched a monster show from oh, like the God. middle of the tour on YouTube today, uh-huh. and people were going crazy oh, totally. for like the album tracks on this mm-hmm. for like. I took your name and stuff. So I think Mm -hmm. people were into it. I just don't think it lasted as long. Like I I don't think that it was a little like you said, like artifice and it was a little Mm -hmm. shallow on purpose. And that doesn't last. Let's talk about irony in general. Because (laughs) I don't
3: let's define it.
0: I don't know. I don't think it's personally I'm not a fan. You know, if you're gonna be in any art form an album podcasting you want to speak from the heart you don't want this fucking ironic detachment oh you're playing characters Mm -hmm. oh the host is a character of the podcast Mm -hmm. no talk, speak from the fucking heart or don't speak at all always (laughs) alright glad I got that off my vest Um, speaking of Bang and Blame this is uh, the second single but track 8 on the record or 2 on side 2 tail side this is Bang and Blame What are you talking about? Are we still on yes? Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> if you see yourself now, baby it's not my fault. It used to be so in control. You're going to roll right hey, Do over you know
0: if ocean wave <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it is still operating. Is it? I think. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: glad I got that off my vest.
1: (laughs) Of course.
0: (laughs) Okay, what do we think about this? Is this, by the way, the only other song I knew on the record.
3: Oh, really? Yes. How do this you feel was, about it? Because this is
0: a big hit at this, this time. is a, This is a yeah. pretty big hit, yeah. Do you Look. like it? I do. I th- I think the use of the tremolo tremolo is very inventive on this yeah. track because it's a slow song and it's doing it on the beat of Ain't, right. as an effect. I think it really works in this of like, oh, it's not just an effect you're using to make it sound more rock, it's like an integral part of Mm -hmm. the um, construction of the song. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've always thought this is the jam. I think it's good.
3: Yeah, it's great. I remember being slightly scandalized because it's the first overt – like this album is when Michael Stipe's like overtly singing about sex and stuff. Like he had never been so – Yeah. Like the
0: lyrics in this of like, the cock feels good when you touch it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's (laughs) –
0: like, I was yeah, scandalized. Yeah, and by the
3: stuff about the veins and stuff, I was like, wow. <laughs> it's like, t-
0: too much vein talk.
3: <laughs> but I, no, I love it. But I just remember being like, okay, you guys do it. Yeah. It's, they don't spell it out that much in any previous, you know what I mean? Yeah. In any previous song.
0: I think this is my least favorite song on the Whoa, album. Oh, really? interesting. Yeah. Why card. do you not like it? I just never loved the song. I, it. First of all, it's five and a half minutes. I don't think it needs to be sure, but it's only five and a half because they include that little bit at the oh, end. Oh yeah, right. that like oh you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah. I, I was I looked at the track listing here and it sounded weird that it was five and a half. Minutes. It's probably you're five. Like, it's probably a good five. something. It's a little yeah. long. Yeah, it just like always my felt a little <laughs> <laughs> uh, and too baby. lazy or something. Like that there's not a ton to it. Well, it's got an onomatopoeic song in it, or a uh, word in it, in the title. Bang. Bang, mm-hmm. yes. yes. You know, which is scary sometimes, because I hear it, and it's like, what? Bang. Monster?
1: Right. Don't right. shoot. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, it was just never one of my, like, It's it sounded cool the first couple of times, but then I feel it's, like, ankle huh. deep. It's a little, I don't know. I've it's one I it. return to. I like really? it. That's yeah. cool. I like it. I like it. Was it on there in time? Was it on that one best of thing? Probably. I, bet it was. Yeah. I don't think it was actually. Maybe I not. Think Only what's the frequency, Kenneth? Yeah, huh.
3: I don't think it was. They,
0: I by the know. way, speaking of what's the frequency, Kenneth, uh, Chef Kevin over here uh, uh, alerted to me to to the song that I was thinking of. It's by the band Game Theory. It's Kenneth. What's the frequency? Which is what? Which is the more exact quote? Got it. And it was produced. By Mitch Easter, producer Whoa. of all of the early R.E.M. albums. That's right. Huh. And the other thing we didn't bring up, uh, talk about in What's the Frequency, Kenneth, is the beat at the end slightly slows down. The band kind of slows down almost in that like end of losing your religion thing where it goes dun 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 dun, dun and the band just naturally slows down. Uh-huh. Uh, they were not supposed to do that, but uh, uh, Mike Malz uh, had a heart, murmur or something happened while they were recording it. And so the, and he slowed down and the band naturally just followed his lead and slowed down. And that's why it's that on way. On what's the frequency again? Yes. Okay. Oh. Sorry. Did I not say that? No, no, I, yes. I you did. I was just, okay. that's interesting. Um, really, why are you <laughs> frowning
1: and you know, <laughs> giving me the thumbs down?
0: <laughs> uh. um, I, we had already talked about that, so I was trying to make it sound like I was hearing it for the first oh, time okay. by saying that's interesting. <laughs> I want to nominate you for an Independent Spirit Award for <laughs> that you. performance.
3: Talking about that in-time thing, do you like that version of Leave that's <laughs> on it as much as I do? That like super straight uh, down the version one from, of uh, Is it about life
0: the... less ordinary, right? Is it about oh, making that, like I, a tree? I only no. have it. Okay, no oh, I one's didn't listening get that. to me anymore. They're just yeah. – <laughs> The B side collection. Is Real Fan
3: to Real Fan? Oh, the one that's the second disc on that entire thing. Yeah. I I think
0: they recorded that, or Michael Stipe recorded it for For Life Less Ordinary. Oh, okay. But it was on the soundtrack, it's credited only to him, but then they put it on the soundtrack. I like that movie. I don't have that soundtrack. I like that movie. Has Danny Boyle made a bad movie? I don't think so. I, think I, was, so. I was watching even. Uh, sun, what's the one about the sun? That's awesome. Solar. I was watching Solaris, not Solaris but the uh, sunrise or sunlight or whatever. I, was, I watched that for the first Sunshine, time the other day. I Sunshine. Yeah, and I was like, this dude is just. I mean, yeah. it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, no, it's but I was really like, good, he's fucking. He's even so his good. like okay movies are really. Yeah. good. yeah. He's great. Oh, well, I never got that. I
3: soundtrack. love film.
0: All right, uh, this is. I love films. The next uh, is it? I love film or I love films? It depends. There's two different it really podcasts. Does. <laughs> This is track nine. This is I Took Your Name. It's back. (laughs) In a big way. took your name call me by your name <laughs> scott what do you think of this <laughs> me no i'm calling her by my name
3: oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> um i like it i mean i think it's king of comedy part two kind mm-hmm. of but like i the like sequel. it that would have been yeah. great if they yeah. had made King of <laughs> comedy part two wait you think that this sounds like king of Comedy? i kind of do like the lyric like lyrically the delivery and everything uh to me, yes, but I like it. I, you know, it's so hard to be, it's hard to be constructive because with REM, I just want to be like, I love everything, yeah, yeah. But also specifically with this album because it's totally when I learned to drive, hundred percent. This yes. cassette tape so this was the in soundtrack my mom's Honda to, Accord. Ooh. Yeah, like I, it's so hard to be like, I don't like that when it's like I listen to that a thousand times. Yeah, you know, I
0: listen to this w- without stopping for like yes. a full year. Yes, exactly.
3: Yeah. But um, it's, I mean, it's kind of. I like it. It's not my favorite. Uh-huh. I don't hate it. It's mm. a it's a good song.
0: Hmm. I this is the point in the album where um, I kind of think with a tremolo tremolo. I uh, knew it was going to get to y- you. Yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. first time is great. Second time is annoying. Third time is a spanking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you liked. But you I liked like, the third time. On I know. I, I know. But this. But I guess what I mean to say is, is that expression. This is the part where I'm like, guys.
3: Put it away. <laughs> Put it away. Uh,
0: and like, let's get back to the business of making the record. Um, this is where it starts to grade on I the, get it. But
3: I didn't mind it, I think, because to them it was the opposite of a mandolin. Like right. They are like,
0: it's, it's this – It fl- gives the who's whole a album Mando-lady? a flavor.
3: Um, um, is that
0: – Is that Justin Lin's wife?
3: I just feel like they were like, what's the exact Good opposite <laughs> of Out of Time? Yes. And it'll be this pedal.
0: No, I just – I guess for me it's like when you hear a rock album, I don't – it's not like – I, okay, here's the deal. Like, when 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 a when a musician says, "Hey, I, that's why you make albums," is like this is an artistic statement front to back. So when a musician like Lou Reed with a blue mask or something says, "Like, this is my rock album," and the albums are going to be produced similarly or whatever.
1: Totally.
0: I don't know what it is about the effect of the tremolo tremolo where I'm like, I just can't hear a record of this. Like but constantly, it's, it right. ends up only being four songs on an album of 12. Well, we right? got f- Kenneth, Crush with Eyeliner, uh, Bang and Blame,
1: yeah, and Bang I and
0: Blame, and I took your name. I feel like some of the next ones do too. I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's it, it's something that binds the album together and gives it an overall flavor. And I know I, it's crazy because it's like it's like saying to Pete Townsend, you know, like, "Hey man, enough with the feedback!" Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, That's but what I think, but no. I don't know what it is. Okay, so anyway, but wait, wait, wait. Yes. I think this is a great song. I think it's one of the better on the album. There's a reason they opened shows with it, not only on this tour, but all the way till they finished. I uh, think on Accelerate they opened a lot of. Shows with I will say uh, I've never heard it not in the context of this album sequenced and I'm tired of this sound by track nine. Yeah, I I, I get that. So if I were if if maybe if it was resequenced or it was the only song I heard, I'd be like, oh, I like this one. It's a great song live, and Mm -hmm. I I love I love that song. I think it's terrific. All right, Uh, let's go to track ten. Let me in.
1: Yeah, all those stars drip down like butter The promises you see We hold out our hands with our hands to catch them We eat them up, drink them up Ah, ah, ah,
0: The end. Who wants to start? When you were in, uh, in in the '90s, did you ever listen to that and smoke cigarettes and think about Kurt Cobain? Oh, you were too young.
3: No, I was straight. To think edge, about Kurt Cobain, oh, okay, okay. so yeah. I never smoked or drank or okay. anything. Okay. Are you still straight edge? I still am. I still have so you never got the had X alcohol. on your. Uh, That's
0: cool. Got the X on your... Oh.
3: I don't have that, but yeah. So I didn't do that, but I did. Yeah, I knew that it was about Kurt Cobain. Yeah.
0: What do you think alcohol is like? <laughs>
3: Um, well, when I see people in my family participate, it doesn't seem fun. So that's it makes you uh, mean. Right. So, um, but
0: I'm—I pr- mean, I, when I
3: you're cool, it, you're like cool. I'm just cool. Yeah. yeah, I just see you and go, that looks cool. <laughs>
0: I got wine coolers. I'm yes. trying on rubbers. I can. I
3: suppose McKenzie. I
0: texted. Uh, I texted Scott the other day from previous episode, talking about himself at 12 or 13, 15, <laughs> 15. Yeah, drinking wine coolers alone in his room, trying on rubbers. <laughs> He's like, "That's all I can think about you at 15. I was Wait, like, "Wait, you really?" Did I was that? like, "Yeah, pretty accurate." Listen to the listen to the episode. Oh, God, uh, gotta try them on to see if they work. Yeah, of course. Um, what do we think, guys? I like this song a lot. I I think it's really pretty and and sad and everything. And they recorded, I think, with uh, his guitar, right? Didn't they record the song with with Kurt, Kurt Cobain's? Cobain's guitar? Did they steal it in like a Ocean's Eleven yeah, style hype? Yeah, they hyped? stole wow. all of his uh, guitars. Um, and they played it acoustically on the Accelerate Tour, which mm-hmm. is really pretty as well. Um, yeah, I like this song a lot.
3: Yeah, I think I liked it more. I mean, Than. Yeah, because I knew the meaning behind it as well. Yeah. Like th- mm-hmm. this one was, as far as it being heartfelt, I was like, well, I know for a fact that you guys wrote this for him. So I knew, does that mean, I the mean, feel, I knew where feeling, it was coming yeah. from. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I love the melody. I find it very difficult to listen to because it's all this wash. of Yeah, I, yes, yeah. exactly. I would like to hear that acoustic version. Yeah, because I think it's a beautiful melody. And I, I look, I like the idea of it. If like again, Lou Reed were to do it or something like that.
3: Let me ask you this. Yeah. What if they put a tremolo on it? Then oh, would baby. you be into it?
0: Oh, baby! <laughs> I love it when the organ comes in. It kind uh-huh. of mixes up a little you should look up the, the acoustic I'd like to hear the acoustic too, version because yeah. I really do like the melody and I've tried so hard Yeah. Mm-hmm. and again because I'm listening to the album in sequence I'm not just popping in on Let Me In Yeah. Right. I'm just like I'm getting a headache honestly yeah. at the end of this record yeah. um, I, I've listened to it like five times in the last 24 hours and yeah. I'm starting to get a headache yeah. Listen, <laughs> listening to this record okay this is Circus Envy this is the next one <laughs> Reminding me of like, it,
3: it reminds so, me of Bang a Gong that riff like Bang T-rex. One Gong, yeah,
0: yeah, like T Rex, yeah. or something, yeah. I prefer the power station, <laughs> I do actually, <laughs> me too.
3: Um, I love that song, I think it rules, too. and you it, know what, maybe it was me... my
0: favorite for. A long totally, time.
3: Yeah. and it made me revisit when I got live at the Olympia and they played it, and oh, I was like, "Remember great? how rad this song is?" And then I would go listen to it on repeat. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When they played that at live at the Olympia, I was yes. like, "Fuck yeah!" Yes, that's what I, I knew. Accelerate was going to be good because of the songs they picked. For oh that. right, I was like, right. "Oh yeah, you know yeah. It was going to rock, dude."
3: Accelerate mm. is so good, so it's collapsing. We'll talk. We'll now. talk dude, about it. It went out on a represent. high. Those no,
0: records are great. So great. Um, what do you I, think, Scott? I like it. Is it also like, by this point in the record, you're like, this enough is how, with the this electric is how guitar? I f- this is how I feel with this record. I feel like it's like, you know how when your friend calls you up and is like, hey, do you want to go on a hike? And you're like, oh, that'd be fun. It'd be fun to hang out with my friends and go on a hike and get a little exercise. And they take you to Runyon Canyon, and yeah. then they're like, oh, this is a cool way to go. Uh, it's it's maybe a little bit harder than mm-hmm. the than the normal way, mm-hmm. uh, but you'll be fine. And then it's like, so fucking steep, and you're exhausted, and you haven't hiked in like three months, and yeah. you just want want to hang out with your friend and you're 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 like you didn't bring water and you're just like god damn it guys what (laughs) are you doing that's how i feel but so you love
1: it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm I'm
0: totally energized i've lost weight at the end pulled away from this album as a song i probably would like it but again i've never heard it not in the context of the album so i i would like to to listen to it surrounded by some other songs and go like, oh, wow, this is cool or whatever, but... So do you feel like, and I'm starting... This is the first time I've really thought about this album in this way, which is it's such a reaction to what they had built up with Out of Time and Automatic. Too far of a course correct. That if they had taken those two records and taken some flavors from those and mixed it with a few songs in this flavor, they would have mm-hmm. come up with something really balanced and, and it would have been a classic, and everyone would have loved it. Like, oh, wow, they're a little rock on yeah, half the yeah, record. But don't you, know? you think
3: that's what they did with New Adventures and High It high is. High. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It, it really, really is. I haven't heard that record. Oh. Uh, I
0: well, think that's why I love this album, because it's so weird, and it freaked people out.
3: Sure, totally.
0: All right, so this is the last song um, – and if you, you know, I mean, you have two of these, it makes a W, but this is uh, the song You. There's only one of them? You. <laughs>
3: I think it's a great way to end it because it's like the perfect combination of the ballad, slower songs mm-hmm. on the album. Like I just thought it was a great way to go out. And also I do love – again, I have a weird thing of loving when people leave in flaws. Like leave it, like his voice kind of cracks uh-huh. and he's like struggling to make that note. And I like yeah. love that they left that in and didn't do another take or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love the, the building yeah. uh, nature of the chorus. Totally. It's really pretty and kind of epic sounding. Was never my favorite song on the album, but I do appreciate and and like it.
3: Right, I think it's a nice little bow to tie it all together. Yeah,
0: what do you think, Scott? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the opposite of everything we just said.
0: No, no. I technically again, it's good. I feel like it's this. It's a good last song because I don't think you can follow it because it's so fucking exhausting. <laughs> I, like I, yeah. I, I just like I don't know. I I honestly, I've listened to this record so much over the last week, uh, today after the, I, I listened, I had a long car trip and I listened to it three times in a row. Yeah. Uh, I had to, I had to listen to other music to, to figure out if I liked music anymore (laughs) 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 because these last four songs just really are very hard for me. Just like as a whole, as a whole, I think I would like, I think I would like that technically. Like if if this was a double album with these songs, uh, accompanied by something mm-hmm. a little different. Yeah, that's all. Or if or if I was listening to it on random shuffle and yeah. I heard this pop up, I'd be like, this is fucking rules. It's right. interesting. I think it's also a, a product of the time as well because in 1994, you put out something like, after Nevermind came out, you yes. put out something and you have this thing and if you're... You know, if you have like rock and roll credibility, mm-hmm. you're gonna have just You this have to loud have distortion thing. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean it's like when Blur decided they were pavement in a
1: way. Yes. You know? Yeah.
0: Um but but I still think there like that music at that time was so strange of like there yeah, there was grunge and Motley Crue and all the hair bands had to adjust or whatever, but there was still stuff like the spin doctors and And uh, and Ska coming up that I think if they had stuck to just being R.E.M., it would have. But I think they did. I mean, this album is a reaction to a lot of what was going on at the time. But the music itself that ended up being on the album is unlike anything else that was around at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's it's To their credit, they're not doing grunge. Right. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, we need to do a rock album. It's glam influenced, but it doesn't sound like, hey, we're doing our glam. Up. It sounds yeah. like this is their – it's a unique sound, and this is their sound. Like what's the frequency, Kenneth, has that big guitar, but the drum beat is just weird. There's – I noticed the drum beat it's is great. like faded in the mix a lot know, of times. I know. It's really, Like on Star 69, it's like –
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> um, hey, I'm, and drums, I think, I'm back here. You can't hear me. I'm playing drums. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wake the monster. Yeah. I think that— That's uh, where they
3: got the title, is he was saying that. <laughs> to
0: their credit, they were the biggest band in the world, and they put something this weird out there it is kind of cool. hmm mm-hmm. All right. So Monster as a whole, what do we think about it? Uh, April, obviously, you're so close to this. That yeah, When I you're mean, young, I yeah. you know, yeah. It's one
3: of those things where it being the soundtrack to so many times in high school, it's difficult for me to— not yeah. love it. Yes. Yeah. Difficult for you But to I disengage. acknowledge that my own feelings are tied into it. I mean, but, it's oh, not the, my favorite REM album. But look, that's that's what music's
0: about though. Yeah. Your feelings should be tied into it and yeah. you should have good feelings when you listen to it.
3: You yeah. know what I mean? When it comes to rank, if I were to rank their albums, this would be in the middle, middle mm-hmm. to lower.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Um Speaking of ranking, oh, Adam, uh, do you want to say what you think, I think of Monster? Somewhat similar. I have so much so many memories thinking of that bedsheet. I had a really <laughs> <laughs> the bedsheet sheet in the window was yeah. I was the, listening the to this moment. record Cum splattered bedsheet. oh god it was splattered. miserable and it was splattered <laughs> like a, if it's 100 degrees outside it was 107 so, in my oh apartment oh god totally. yeah. it was the worst so there's that and I had a tragic thing happen to my friends and I when this was at, like it, there's a lot of um, memories associated with this and that it's like, Scott, what you're reacting to, it's this one really – uh this one sort of – the album is this one thing, which is an interesting thing about it. Um uh, But within that one thing, they wrote some extraordinary songs mm-hmm. um, and technically did some incredible things. So I think it's a huge technical achievement and I love a lot of the songs. There's just Bang and Blame and King of Comedy for me are – are the ones that I'm not crazy about, it, but everything else on it mm-hmm. I love. All right. Well uh, before we get to Was that uh, long I, enough of I, a- uh, I like it. it. No, it was great. I like hearing yeah. what you think. Um, before we get to the ranking, I mentioned ranking you have ranked your top I, ten REM songs. We've before sat here. Before, before, before we get yeah. to it, let's let's they did not have any b-sides that were not just live versions of songs which is very interesting yeah uh they they just put out the album and that was it other than here's uh, one song that they put out on beat the retreat which is the uh richard thompson uh cover record this is wall of death i love this this was maybe more around adventures in hi-fi time. I feel like it came out this, this was year. A, this was a B-side of "Epo uh, the Letter. I but think. I feel like... I, thought, it, I thought this tribute record me. came out this year, though.
1: It know.
0: was a B-side. Of, well, either way, this is a great cover. But you know what they did release on the singles for this? They released three songs at a time, that Greenpeace show. Oh, yeah. Cool song. Yeah. I like it. I'm sorry if I messed up, and it should be with the next one. But you know, I don't know. I'm going by years in my iTunes. Who cares, bro? Who cares? <laughs> All right, let's get to it. So let's talk about your
3: favorite. <laughs> All right, song. Top ten. Yes, top ten. Top 10. And I'll try to play difficult. them. I'll try to find Starting them. Starting
0: with
3: ten. Them. Oh, yeah, counting yeah. up to number one. Please
0: don't go out of order.
3: All right. Yeah. Number 10, All the Best.
0: Wait a minute. What's up, From oh. Collapse into Now. Now, did you know when you heard I all didn't the know
3: best, when I heard it. I didn't. I
0: did. You I, did? You were I like, even this went on the message us. board and Fuck I was like, you guys, guys are they about? breaking up?
3: <laughs> because I didn't at the time. I really. And then when I went back and listened to it, I'm it's, like, duh, you're telling us you're breaking up. Yeah. And it's a rad song. I, but I, I couldn't I love find they,
0: anyone that. Agreed with me. People
3: on the message boards didn't agree with no, you? No, they were
0: like, no, stop it. Stop it, Adam Scott, yeah. famous dumb actor. they because you, uh,
3: yeah, it spells it out so obviously. Who were, so obvious. What was
0: your name on the message boards, by the way? Yeah. I don't remember. I joined just to ask that question. Uh, <laughs> well, what was your pseudonym? I don't remember. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I felt really dumb after the fact when I went back and listened to it where I'm like, hi, this is explicitly yeah. we're
0: breaking I yes. haven't heard that's, the song that's awesome yet, I love that there's yeah. a collapse in the now song on
3: your oh 10. I love Ooh. that album I Me love it too. so all I don't the want best. to play
0: it because I haven't, haven't heard that record yet, yet so okay. I, we're not going to play 10.
3: it that's Nine is electrolyte
0: I haven't heard that either so oh that's
3: I, I forgot next record yeah Um, uh, let's see eight is world leader pretend oh mm-hmm. uh.
0: I have heard that, but what's that from? It's Green. Green. Oh yeah, yeah, of course I've heard it. <laughs> wait, um, let me play. It. Let me let me find okay. it and let me play it. World leader pretend. This is track eight or number eight. This is April's number eight favorite song. This is world leader. Yeah. <laughs> good song. <laughs> it's cool. Isn't that good? It's great. All right. What's number
3: seven? Seven is night swimming.
0: Night oh, swimming. No, Kill- seven
3: is crushed with eyeliner.
0: Oh! Uh, interesting. Okay, we heard kind of that alert. We heard that at yeah. length.
3: And then uh, the next one is Night Swimming. What so do you, six, six, six is Night, night Swimming. swimming.
0: Okay. You being a Britpop fan, yeah. uh, what do you think of the Gene version? We talked about oh,
3: it. Oh, I actually like it. Mm-hmm. I do like That's it. That's the first version I heard. Oh, really? I'd never heard that You song. didn't know that it was a cover. Did you no, like I knew, it? No, I
0: knew it was a cover. I just was like, oh, here's an R.E.M. song oh, right. from that last album. I like it. It's pretty
3: straightforward. Yeah, it's I mean, it just an English dude singing it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Not Swimming. It's a little more like that.
3: Night swimming
0: It's not night swimming, it's night swimming I am English
3: Okay, wait, that was six? Yeah Uh Okay, five is wolves lower Oh, wolves comma lower By the way,
0: shout out to the Shout out to the Instagram of wolves comma lower Who was inspired by this uh, show To post pictures on his wolves comma lower Instagram Of all of his REM memorabilia Great (laughs) You have lost interest, haven't you? This is an extra long episode. Oh, yeah, sorry, three guys.
3: Hours. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: No, it's not your fault. It's our, our fault.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I used to have the cover art of Chronic Town hanging up, and then it scared me. Oh, yeah. Like, it yeah. was too I scary to that I had to t- in it's the dark. It's scary.
0: Look, our yeah. a scary band. They're all monsters I don't know why they're not playing, you know, exclusively at Halloween. On
3: Halloween. Uh, next, number four is Exhuming McCarthy.
0: Yes, the Exhuming McCarthy. See, let me see he if was I kind of hating on that song. Still, what? That. Yeah. let me That's see if I rules. kept it. That's in the my song iPod. I used to go put headphones on people at. Oh and yeah, make them. And I make them listen
3: made listen my history teacher play it when we got to McCarthyism. Yeah, I made Coach Bibby it's play great. it in front of the class. Coach so Baby? Good. Coach Bibby.
0: <laughs> Wait, is this Boss Baby? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Boss Baby again. Uh, Exhuming McCarthy. I did not keep it in my iPod. That has right. not made the cut.
3: Number three is Life and How to Live It. What's that? Yes. Uh, Reckoning, or no, Fables of the Reconstruction. Right,
0: right, right. Sorry, I can't remember these titles. my brain is fucking fried. I thought you had a From photographic mon- monster memory? fried your brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Life and how to live it. Classic. Life and how
3: to live it the best. Uh, to South Central Rain.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. And then number one, Fall on Me. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's the greatest yeah. song of all time.
0: <sighs> that's a great list. Thank you. I, that, I, that's so much better than David Wayne's list because David Wayne's list. Was F- fuck David Lynch? Can you just say something from the first three albums? That's
3: uh, that would that's be bullshit. That w- right? That would be my list go too. No. Yeah, but that's bullshit. But fuck David Yeah. Wynn. I don't I'm with you that's I get so annoyed when people look like, yeah they're good until like document sorry about it but not true it's
0: so not true yeah. well I, I I will say that I am uh, getting an education here and I I gave it up for automatic for the people I uh, think it's a solid solid record
3: oh I can't wait to listen to these later episodes where yeah. you just are like it's well, fascinating well considering to me from context you,
0: clues you haven't listened to any of the previous ones I uh, doubt that'll happen yes I did <laughs> Okay, we got to go. Um, this has been fun. April, Thank you. you're a great you guest. This is show. like the
3: funnest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, Thank I, you for having me. I
0: honestly, it's such a relief to talk to uh, someone else. <laughs>
3: <It> <laughs> well, sure I'm, glad, I'm glad I could be there <laughs> for both of you. We got to go. Um,
0: next up on the docket is, what is it? Is it Automatic for the People? Uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. New Adventures in Hi-Fi, that's right. Okay, so we'll be getting to that, but uh, until then, we have to say that we certainly hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye.
2: Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family Query explores individual stories Of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural Matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights Plus it is fun We have had some incredible guests uh, Emmy winner Lena Waif. Yes, definitely Congressman Mark Ticano, You bet L Word creator Eileen Shakin? Yes President and CEO of GLAD Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have We've got celebs People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and changemakers in our community. I think it's a -a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's Query. You can find Query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.